My name is Lex, and this week on Spidey Signals, me and my co-host Alex discuss Mark Webb's The Amazing Spider-Man, the pitfalls of making Peter Parker sexy, and the logistics of turning a city into lizard people. Get ready for the untold story to begin, because it's time for Spidey Signals. Welcome back to Spidey Signals, the podcast where two guys with the same name talk about Spider-Man movies. I'm Lex. And I'm Alex. Last week, we had a, a shorter episode, a bit of a break for us. Uh, we recapped the Raimi trilogy, and we talked about Spider-Man 4, which was very fun. I had a lot of fun making that episode. Yeah, it was it was like a it was like a funeral with drunk people at it. Kind of, we were just remembering the the good old days. A really good wake could have been. Yeah, yeah, it was a funeral, but we weren't really too sad. Just, just kind of bittersweet, I guess. Like when you try to make a cake, and and most of the ingredients are there, but it just ends up looking like nothing. That's the best thing I can compare this to. We're about to get real into this. But you put in baking powder instead of baking soda. <laughs> This is arguably the movie. Now, of, of course, like we said in previous episodes, I have not seen next week's movie, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. However, with that said, of the movies I've seen, this is arguably, in my opinion, the one I have the least fun with. Uh, I, I was groaning pretty, pretty substantially through this one. <laughs> this movie is not good. Um... It's somebody's favorite, but it, someone out there. <laughs> Maybe none of our listeners, but it's somebody's favorite movie. Somebody's favorite. Every movie is somebody's favorite movie. I I don't know what I don't know what else to say. Uh yeah. This week we are talking about the amazing Spider-Man. This movie was released on July 3rd, 2012. Uh it is directed by Mark Webb. Uh he is an American director. The movie he's best known for before these movies uh, was he directed 500 Days of Summer. Oh, boy. Wow, I never knew that, but I can tell. With Joseph Gordon-Levitt and uh, Zoe Deschanel. And you can really tell uh, that he is mostly known for directing romantic comedies. Yeah, it really bleeds over into this. Yeah, and not in a good way. Uh, the story of this, this movie is written by James Vanderbilt. Alvin Sargent and Steve Cloves. Alvin Sargent, uh, as we know, helped write uh, Spider-Man 2 and 3. Uh, James Vanderbilt, we talked about in the last episode, is a member of the Vanderbilt family, like the really wealthy Vanderbilts. Mm -hmm. uh, he also writes Spider-Man movies once in a while. But also, uh, another fun fact, he wrote uh, Zodiac, the David Fincher movie. Jesus, really? I remember, Alex, I don't remember what episode it was. I think maybe our introductory episode, you talked about like as a joke, a David Fincher directed Spider-Man movie. I, I'm joking about it a little less with every with every passing moment. I think, especially if you could look me in the eye and tell me that a Fincher Spider-Man with a Reznor and Ross score wouldn't fuck severely. It would fuck severely, but if it, it's written by this guy, hey. yeah, yeah. The story is also by James Vanderbilt. Hmm. Uh, our cast. We got a new whole new cast. This is a reboot. Whole new cast. Uh, Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker slash Spider-Man. Emma Stone 
as Gwen Stacy. Rise Iphens, I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly, uh, so. as Dr. Kurt Connors slash The Lizard. Uh, Dennis Leary as Captain Stacy. Martin Sheen as Uncle Ben. And Sally Field as Aunt May. Uh, the music in this movie is done by James Horner, who uh, did the scores for Star Trek 2 and 3, uh, as well as Titanic and Avatar. Hmm. So, yeah, very interesting choice uh, to go with. But hey, you know, Danny Elfman was a very interesting choice to go with, and look how that turned out. Uh, <laughs> a lot better. A lot better. Uh, <laughs> this movie had a budget of $230 million and a box office of $757 million. So even out of the four movies we've watched so far, uh, this is the lowest grossing of them. Yeah, I think the audience was maybe a little burned out, but also maybe I don't remember feeling like very betrayed by having them recast or anything at that point in my life. But like it definitely I wasn't as excited to see this one, I think. And the next one actually made less money than this movie. So it's just going to be it's going to be diminishing returns. Uh, I think you could subtitle this franchise diminishing returns. Why don't the kids like Spider-Man anymore? (sighs) We tried so hard. He skateboards just like the kids do. So yeah, Alex, do you have any personal experiences with this movie? Yeah, nothing overtly grandiose or anything. Uh, summer of 2012, I was 16 years old uh, in, in the throes of puberty. I saw this movie in the theater with a group of friends, and I legit, like I might have mentioned before, I really only went because I had a crush on one of the girls in the group, and I just wanted to go see a movie with her. And I remember watching it the whole time going, oh my god. God, do I not want to be here? Uh, I, I didn't hate it. I didn't feel I, I the Raimi movies I loved growing up, and then I kind of had a resurgence with them within the last few years of appreciating them. I'd say give or take around the time that uh, Homecoming came out, maybe maybe even Civil War. Um, but with that said, I never had a profound attachment, love, or really any really any kind of tangible attachment to these movies. Um, I think I enjoyed watching it the most this time, which is a damn shame to the movie theater experience, because honestly, I would have loved to watch this in the theater last night if I could have. But uh, here we are at the tail end of 2020 and movie theaters are very soon to be a thing of the past. So I'm going to cling on to my memories of sitting in a dark room with a girl that didn't like me back watching The Amazing Spider-Man 1. Yeah, I think that's very a very fitting setting to watch this movie in. Honestly, yeah. Uh, yeah. What about you? When I first heard about this movie, this uh, I was actually in Europe. Uh, hmm. I was taking a in America. If you aren't aware, there is um, a program called People to People, uh, where uh, like school-aged kids, like middle school kids, uh, go over to Europe for like two. Like I went specifically. I went to England uh, for like two weeks just to do like study trips and stuff. Uh, It was fun, but I specifically remember reading in a magazine, waiting at the airport to go home. It was the first picture of the costume where Andrew Garfield is like, has his mask off and he's crouched down and he's like doing a a web shooting pose. And I was like, yeah, Spider-Man. And I was super uh, jazzed about it uh, because I was 12. Um, And then I went to go see the movie uh, and I, and I remember thinking it was good, but again, I was 12 years old when this happened. Right, right. So my 
frontal cortex had not fully developed enough to understand that this movie is not good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just remember watching it in the theater and really enjoying it. And then I didn't see the second one. <laughs> yeah, no, I had I had no interest in the second one. Um, yeah, not even not even if I was going with like a supermodel or something. I, I was so. <sighs> I was no. so burned out by the first one. I don't think I even saw it on any kind of home media. This this is very well and legitimately. Last night might have been the second time I've seen this movie. I've not. It, it just didn't have. Um, well, you know, we'll get into it. But uh, it we'll is, in it. my opinion, it just doesn't have the staying power that any of the Raimi ones have. Say what you will about three. You remember three. We'll get into it. <laughs> uh, Alex. Yes. Take it away with the plot. Let's go through the plot of The Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, we, we get our, our intro sequence, which, you know, um, I feel like they in, intently and purposefully went out of their way to not ape off of, like, the intro sequences of the, the Raimi movies. It's very, very uh, restrained in comparison. It's, it's got a bit of a bland graphic. It's, you know, just the logo and then some web kind of pulls it apart. Decent score. Nothing... I couldn't hum it to you right now. I honestly yeah, the can't. Score, the score it. in this movie is perfectly serviceable. It's like yeah. wall it's wallpaper music. Honestly, if you if you read those Sony emails where like those fifty year old executives are like, well, let's give Spidey an EDM angle. It, We're I'm gonna so, I, I I'm really so I really want to save those emails for our recap episode. Because I want to talk about those fucking emails. I absolutely agree. We will. I just want to mention I am so glad they didn't go with like, yeah, dubstep Spider-Man for this movie. Oh, no, that happens in the second movie. Oh, God. (laughs) Well, I'm honestly glad you told me in advance. (sighs) Okay. So we we open on a very, very young Peter. I believe this is the youngest we've ever seen Peter on the screen in any of these movies. Um, Playing a game of hide and seek with no one. Uh fun metaphor there they, they get really heavy-handed with the with the metaphors oh yeah definitely movie. uh he he goes into his father's study and finds it completely disheveled and destroyed someone has clearly been in here looking for something uh peter calls his father and you know i'd be remiss if i didn't mention as well this is the only time i think we've ever yeah ever seen any incarnation of peter's parents on the screen i don't think we even get like a photo of them and Raimi or, or the MCU. So yeah, because they're unimportant characters and I cannot be bothered to give a shit about them. Completely unimportant. Absolutely not relevant to any part of his life. Besides maybe he misses them a little, not much. Uncle Ben's a lot more prevalent. Anyway, uh, Richard Parker, the father begins to cover his tracks. He's clearly pretty shaken by this incident. Uh, He's, you know, gathering his work, uh, bundling it up. Uh, the, his parents take Peter to Aunt May and Uncle Ben, and his father kind of co- coldly tells him to be good and heads out. Yeah, and he like <laughs> opens up like a secret compartment to h- hide this like super secret science file. It's like all this secret agent bullshit. Like I don't care. I don't care. I've got to hide my spider documents. It is a, a feat to try and ask just some random person in the audience to care about Aunt May and Uncle Ben and Peter's dad, Peter's mom. It's mm-hmm. like, that's and they're gonna too show much. Cousin, and then he's got a secret brother, and then he's got like, There's maybe so much. Peter. Already, and, this movie is a mess. <laughs> and and pacing was, it's, it's kind of weird, because this these, these opening scenes take maybe two, maybe three minutes, and then smash cut, Peter is now the most handsome nerd in the world. Uh, he is a sexy emo boy. 
He's got this very well, like, taken care of hair. He's got a nice face. He wears contact lenses already. He skateboards um, in the hallway. He skateboards. He's got a cool camera. Uh, he, by by no means, is this is this my Peter Parker. Yeah, um, I had my, I, I've said before, I had my problems with Tobey Maguire, but he wasn't this off the mark. He he was on brand for the kind of Peter those movies needed. Yes. We needed a very, very emotional Peter in those movies because that's the kind of like stories those were. Yes, definitely. Whereas, whereas here, I, it's so hard for me to get a read on Peter in these movies because he's smart in the ways he should be, but he, you know, Peter should have a hard time talking with people because that's who he is. But like, not the way that Garfield acts in this movie. He does a lot of repeating himself. He does a lot of mumbling and ums. It's just not, it's an odd take on the character. Um, but, you know, that's that's the writing, I suppose, more than it is Garfield. Um, yeah. Andrew Garfield, I'm going to say this right now. Andrew Garfield is a genuinely good actor. Yeah, oh, for sure. He's been, he's been in lots of really great movies. He's done great performances. But he and... You, you, there, there have been. You're probably going to talk about this in the fun facts, but there, he, there, there's been interviews and stuff. He's talked about how much he loves Spider-Man and how much he loves playing this character, and that's really great. I love that he has that energy. He's a great actor, but the script here is just so awful that they, he gets nothing to work with. In more ways than one, he reminds me a little bit of Hayden Christensen. Um... I find the two almost a little visually similar, similar hair, similar face structure, uh, possibly some of the most reviled actors in their respective fandoms for reasons that aren't their own fault. Uh, they did both of these guys, they did the best with what they could. Um, but yeah, he, he is our Peter Parker for these, for these two movies, handsome skateboarding, Peter Parker, sexy emo boy. <laughs> However, he, he does get bullied for, seemingly no reason by this version of flash thompson that we see who looks like a fucking skinhead yeah um, and like there's a he's like dunking a kid upside down into oh yeah food and it's not even peter getting bullied it's like that already number one you fucked up and, and prior to that right away uh i i you know as much shit as we've talked i do like the scene where the girl walks up to him in the hallway and you know asks what he's doing whatever day oh i want you to come take pictures of my boyfriend's car that that that's one of the few interactions in this movie that I genuinely feel like should be happening to Peter Parker. Yeah, I was I I'm gonna say this. I was writing in my notes like, why is he talking to girls? And then immediately that happened. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Retract my, my statement. Note, my notes say verbatim. Peter is now a parentheses handsome skateboarding nerd. Uh, a girl talks to him, comma, take pictures for boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, I, I had I went out of my way before I forgot the punchline. I was like, oh, a girl talks to him. <laughs> that's interesting. You better you better think of keep that locked away in your heart because that's the one clever writing moment this movie has. Oh yeah. Uh like you mentioned, Flash Thompson is picking on some no-name kid. Uh him and Peter have like a full minute dialogue back and forth of uh, take a picture. I'm not gonna take the picture, Flash. Take, take the a picture. picture. I'm not gonna take the picture, Flash. Uh, Peter hits him with the with a real name, calls him Eugene. Uh, I'm I, now I might not be fully versed on my Spider canon, but uh, I don't know if that's a made up movie thing or not. I don't know. No, that's some... real. His name is Eugene in the comics. Huh. I, I I guess I never caught that one. That's fun. Uh, fight ensues. Not much of a fight. Mostly just Peter getting his ass handed to him, and then still refusing to take a yeah, picture. Yeah, tall, lanky ass Peter Parker getting his ass beaten in. 
Uh, Gwen breaks up the fight by embarrassing Flash in front of everybody. Uh, of essentially, essentially calls him a like a no brain in front of everyone. Hey, you fucking dumbass! Um, I do have a note here. Um, when when Gwen points out, hey, you might be concussed. You have to go to the nurse. I don't feel like Andrew Garfield was acting any different in those scenes from like the entire first half hour of this movie. It's like how we talked about how Toby Peter is a little Xanaxy. Andrew Garfield Peter comes across as just a little bit concussed all the time, even when he's not like plot wise concussed. He's know. always like I mentioned, he's, he's he repeats himself a lot. There's a lot of mumbling. It, it, it's it's a weird character trait they decided to give and him. Andrew Garfield in this movie acts like he he was just woken up from a nap. T- yeah, that's a great way to put it. Yeah, like Mark Webb just walked up to him on set, shook him awake, and was like, "We got to film this scene," and he starts filming this scene. In between takes, he's just hitting himself in the head with like a hammer all the time. I will say Emma Stone is pretty cute in this movie. Yeah, yeah, this is this is a good Emma Stone era. Uh, this, is, <laughs> this is a good Emma Stone era. This is a good. This is what maybe five, four, five years after like Easy A, that kind of like you know tapered off at the end of to the early two thousands. Those kind of like cool, edgy high school movies. Easy A was like a year before this movie. Was it a year before this? Jesus Christ, I'm elderly. I I don't remember fucking anything. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's two years before this movie. I I like her Gwen a lot more than Bryce Dallas Howard's, just because. Oh, absolutely. It, it's it's leaps and bounds more bare and accurate to the to the character. Yes. Um, Gwen acts like Gwen should. Yeah, she doesn't do a whole hell of a lot. But she's pretty instrumental in the third act of the movie, which is which is refreshing to see a female character in one of these movies do something. It's crazy. Gwen like has stakes in the story i don't feel oh, yeah. like she's in the movie that much yeah like right up until the third act that's when she like really becomes a character yeah not she's not in the movie Peter's as much girlfriend. as i would like she's not in the movie as much as i would like but it's like it's very refreshing to like have a female character that is like part of the action and not in like uh kidnapped by the villain way yeah not in permanent damsel mode yes so, uh, Peter arrives home. Uh, we get our introduction to this Uncle Ben and Aunt May. Uh, not, I don't have a tremendous amount to say about him. Um, it's hard for me to look at these people and not just see Sally Field and... Uh, Martin Sheen. Sheen. Is that Martin Sheen? There's like yeah. fucking ten Sheens. Uh, <laughs> maybe Charlie Sheen will be the next Uncle Ben. <laughs> but uh, he, he arrives home, and the basement, something's going on with some pipe or something, it's flooding, and Uncle Ben... Uh, has to take Peter down, and they discuss it. We get some nice techno babble from Peter about how to fix it. He's he's a fucking HVAC technician at the age of like seventeen or whatever. He knows exactly what's wrong with it. So some good show don't tell that Peter is smart right at the beginning of the movie. I think yes. Um, ben can tell there was a fight, and that's why Peter's face is all fucked up. Peter had lied and said that he fell riding his cool guy skateboard. Um, <laughs> yeah. He sympathizes with him. This is a real, um, a different take on Uncle Ben with, with Martin Sheen. He's a lot more human, I want to say. Uh, Cliff Robertson, you know, fucking fantastic performance, one for the ages. But the man's a walking, like, life lesson. Which yeah, is, he's, you know, he's, not, he's not an advice dispenser. There's a lot of Uncle Ben's. There's a lot of different takes on the man. This is one of the more subdued ones. In my personal opinion, I like it when they when Uncle Ben is more humanized. He's a lot uh, more easy to relate to. He comes across more uncle and less grandpa. 
I want I, I I like when Uncle Ben feels like a real human being, like a real character, instead yeah. of just like uh a big face in uh, the clouds smiling down. Yeah, like, instead of instead of Biden's machine. And I like that with Aunt May too. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, but you just can't have it be that all the time. Yeah, exactly. So uh Peter looks through some more basement stuff to, you know, at Uncle Ben's behest to find stuff to save from the water, and he comes across his dad's briefcase. Um, <laughs> uh, that we get some meat cute story about how Richard Parker saw it in the leather goods shop, and that's how we met Peter's mom. Which is uh, thanks for that. I don't that, care I about guess. Peter's mom and dad. <laughs> Uncle Ben, and, Uncle Ben, and Aunt May should not be overshadowed by Peter's fucking parents. Yeah, I mean, maybe if they did something cool, like quote unquote, die in a plane crash. I don't know. I don't fucking. <laughs> Peter, uh, he starts to rifle through the suitcase later. Uh, there's a photo in it of Richard with, I wrote, with some work guy before I realized that it was Dr. Connors later. Some, some <laughs> random dude. With some, with some dude, I don't know. Uh, some personal effects of Richard's glasses, a calculator, that kind of stuff. Um, Peter starts wearing the glasses for like a scene or two, just because, I guess. Gotta have Peter in the glasses. Uh-huh. Uh, as he's rotating the case around, he can hear something clunking around in it, even though he's um, <clears throat> gone through all of the pockets, or so he thinks. He does kind of what his dad did with, you know, his secret compartment thing at the beginning of the movie and locates a secret compartment in the briefcase in which there is the folder, the MacGuffin folder from the night his parents vanished. Uh, a lot of paperwork in it, a lot of science mumbo jumbo. The big deal about it is that there is an, uh, a math equation written out in it a decay rate algorithm which when we see it we have no context for but it becomes you know a pretty important thing later in the movie uh we get a uh i don't remember the exact scene but yeah i I had it noted here oh yeah that's connor's never mind uh (laughs) we get a an attempt at an uncle ben speech at one point uh shortly after this it's not very uh you know it's not very cliff roberts but it's it's serviceable it's uh what what? Oh God, I wish I would have given myself some context here. Do you remember specifically what he was talking to him about at this uh, point? No, no clue. Very memorable movie we have here. Very. All, all I all I have written between uh, Ant Man, Uncle Ben being overshadowed, and him going to Oscorp is just Bing time, baby. Oh yeah, Bing time, baby. Yeah, he does do that. He he does a lot of fucking binging in this. A lot movie. of Bing searches. Bing. Yeah, Sony why... doesn't have a search engine. <laughs> My next note here is Peter Bing's Dr. Connors. Yep. Uh, he, he, he finds out a lot him. about he finds out a lot about his body of work for Oscorp, where uh, Peter steals an internship and in a very, very strange move for Peter Parker. I think he, yeah. this this Rodrigo Guevara guy could have been like the next like great scientific mind of our age. But Peter, you know, he just wants to learn some shit about his dad that doesn't give a fuck about him. and left, So he steals an internship. There's a there's a line of dialogue that that um that that clerk lady says where she's like he's like looking for a badge to just randomly grab and she's like are you, are you having trouble finding yourself and it's like fuck oh, you oh, oh my god, god. the screenwriting That's in this movie sweet. sucks so bad uh <laughs> so Peter joins up with the intern group and he's he's being shown around the Oscorp building. And a brief it's mention of Norman Osborn and a shadowy hologram. Yeah, that's uh, it, I I have nothing really to go on because um, I haven't seen two. I know Norman's into and 
for like I two seconds. I can't wait to see it. Mm. Um, but with that said, uh, Gwen is revealed as uh, Dr. Connor's head intern and leads the tour for the prospective interns. Uh, shortly thereafter, Dr. Connors, you know, comes out for his little meet and greet and he goes on about how, how great her pathology is, uh, gives his spiel about how he wants to use lizards to regrow his arm. And, uh, and he says a really weird line when he first walks in. He's like, I'm not a cripple. I'm a scientist. Yeah, that really caught me off guard. Uh, I, 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 I am a physically disabled person and like, it didn't offend me or anything, but it definitely made me look up like, what? That's such a, it's such a weird random line just to be like hey did you know i don't have an arm i'm allowed to say that because i don't have an arm <laughs> it's like what the fuck yeah it's 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 an odd line i don't think they would have put that in a movie in 2020 but absolutely not to be fair there are no movies in 2020 so um yeah we um we we learn a lot about uh connor's work with cross species genetics and his goals with that um Gwen tells Peter not to get her in trouble once he's recognized. I, I would be freaking the fuck out if I was Gwen. She kind of jokingly says, how oh, are you following me? I would be losing my goddamn mind. This this guy had a concussion yesterday and now he's showing up at my job stealing an yeah. intern. What the fuck? Uh, <clears throat> he, Peter then immediately attempts to get himself and Gwen into trouble. He follows uh, an employee of Oscorp he recognizes the symbol on the man's folder. Uh, it's the same symbol on his father's folder. So he follows this guy into a restricted area that has one of the stupidest, like smart lock technology CG. Yeah. I think <laughs> yeah, the, the really easy to glean smart he has, lock. He has to solve like a candy crush puzzle to get in. That's pretty much it. Um, yeah. It's like on smartphones when they have that like grid pattern and you like swipe it into it's lines. Just, it's like that. It's just that with like some OLEDs in it. Um, so he goes into this room. It's where the bio cable is being developed. Uh, it's a room full of these experimental spiders, I guess. They don't really ever expand on what makes the spiders in this movie special. Where, like, they, they give us a whole spiel in the amazing, or not the amazing, the Raimi movies about how, um, you know, it's a breed, inter you know, it's a splice of all these different spiders, all these different abilities. There's just some spiders, glowing spiders in a room. I think Dr. Connors mentions it in the later scene where, uh, like, the spiders were Richard's thing and that they yeah. were, like, sort of a proof of concept for cross-species genetics. It, what they use them for specifically is this bio-cable stuff, which in my head, like, you know, it, it, I, I'm happy we go ahead and have the step of later in this movie having Peter have, you know, web shooters he made. I almost feel like he should have developed the web himself, you know. It's so la... weird that they have him make the web shooters, but not the web fluid. It's like a weird half measure. I'll take it over organic. I'll take just it like over. have him make the shit. Uh, in this sequence, when Peter's in the spider room, uh, spiders fall on Peter, which uh, yeah, they, he he touches a cable, and then suddenly everything retracts, and spiders start falling from the sky. We immediately after that, we get a quick sidebar like cutaway. I found this really jarring. This shot, uh, I had to like stick it in with parentheses. Uh, we get a quick little sidebar about Connor's research, uh, Norman Osborne's life being on the line, just some weird like business business talk in the middle of our Peter becoming Spider Man sequence. Yeah, the editing in this movie, I'm gonna talk about it later, more later, but the editing in this movie is so weird. This movie was edited by three people. Mm hmm. That's and you can, you can really tell because it's just like so jarringly cut. Scenes will just end for no reason. 
You almost feel uh, like you're watching it wrong. Yeah, you feel you feel like, uh, and I I forgot to mention this earlier. Uh, when I was watching the totally legally downloaded uh, copy of this movie that I was watching, <laughs> um, was it just me or was the color great? Was this movie like really dark? Super dark. Very blue. Very blue movie. I had to I had to go into VLC Media Player and turn up the brightness a couple notches because this I movie got, was so dark. I got a one week free trial of Stars to watch this movie. Because I couldn't I didn't, see shit in this I, movie. I did not feel like going through all the effort of downloading this movie legally or otherwise to my personal computer. Yeah. As <laughs> soon as I finished, as soon as I finished this movie, I deleted it off of my computer because get this shit <laughs> out of here. Washed your hands after two. Exactly. So uh, Peter rejoins the group. Uh, he gets called out on his bullshit. He has to give up his badge. And the boy gets bit. The spider on the bites neck. him. On the neck. Um, on the back of the neck, which is a weird spot. I might be wrong. Do we ever see like a scar on Tom Holland, Spider-Man's hand? Is that ever like a thing? I swear to God, we might. But I don't I don't think so. But I mean, usually I, remember. I think we meet him in Civil War, which is six months after he gets his power. So I think it would be healed by that point. Probably. It's just inter- weird call to have to get bit on the neck. But I mean, got to do everything different, I guess. Can't can't remind anybody that Raimi happened. Didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, Peter takes the subway home napping uh i guess it's just a character trait of peter parker that he doesn't ever freak the fuck out when a science spider bites him he just accepts this as his fate no matter what it's like yeah sure why not uh he he takes a nap and i thought it was a homeless man at first i guess that would fuck me for assuming but i i don't think he is given the later like sequences that happen he has friends and possibly a girlfriend this guy on the bus bus train balances a beer bottle on his forehead on peter's forehead just to fuck with him in his sleep uh the perspiration bleeding down the bottle wakes him up and he does a spider-man flip onto the ceiling more, clinging more to it. weird editing mm-hmm. this whole fight scene is really oddly edited every time somebody gets hit there's like a flash of black it's also it's... really weirdly written like for some reason we have to have a gag where where peter has his hand stick to a girl's shirt and he accidentally rips it off which sounds like a like a concept joke that should have been thrown out the window like yeah it sounds a like a joke in a scary in like scary movie exactly it, it's very out of place or um, like uh, in the fantastic four movies where they kept making jessica alba like get naked for some reason it's literally almost exactly that same like shtick yeah um right after that his hand gets stuck to a pole and then he accidentally kicks a tremendous amount of subway goer ass yeah these uh, these subway people are very antagonistic yeah well it's it's new york freaking city baby yeah he puts uh, a beer bottle in his head it's like yo why would you knock the beer bottle <laughs> off you fucking asshole and he proceeds to beat the fucking shit out of these like three or four men with a metal bar and then just go home <laughs> he uh he gets home late he's they're clearly going for a haha. They think he's stoned joke, but like I think Sony didn't have the guts to like say anything. They they say something like, "Oh, is he drunk?" And Ben's like, "No," but I I don't think they had the guts to say Peter was smoking on a marijuana bong. You know, it's just <laughs> a Mary Jane doobie. He he snatches a fly out of the air in front of May's face. Uh, he's eating meatloaf like a fucking gremlin. He takes a load of food to his room. Yeah, that's and that was a really weird scene. Just it, it felt like it was just, you know, your typical like is our Johnny on drugs, but they they didn't want to go the extra mile. They just played their edgy card by showing us a bra 5 minutes ago. They can't make any <laughs> they, any they played their edgy card. Um 
we we get a scene where he finds the dead spider on him, which was like spinning web out of the bite for some reason. Yeah, I think the- I, I think this is the moment when he finds out he got bitten by a spider. Because <laughs> yeah. beforehand, he just was like, ah, my neck hurts for some reason. Not going to question it, not going to touch it, just going to get out of the Sal's Corp room. That's, yeah, it's so weird. Uh, yeah, when I watched the scene too, I thought it was Webb coming out of him. I'm like, what the, wait, what the fuck? He can shoot Webb out of the back of his neck. Yeah. Um, we get one of the very few funny scenes in this movie where we get a little not knowing his own strength montage. He smashes his alarm clock. Yeah, this is a fun scene. Sprays toothpaste everywhere in the morning, uh, fucks up his sink, which I think like there's like four, at least like four X-Men movies with like, oh, no, I fucked up the sink. Usually Wolverine. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, yeah. just that, throw this on the pile. And he, start, he starts doing a crackhead freak out at the wind. Uh, I, I think we get some brief like Spidey sense stuff. That's that's how I interpreted it anyway. Yeah. Uh, He's like hearing a tiny little spider on the wall or a fly or whatever. He catches a fly earlier and he's talking to Aunt May. Our our genius Peter Parker uses the search engine Bing to look up spider bite symptoms fucking like hours after he's been bitten. Um, Why? (laughs) We get some great, just great, like low mid res images from Bing of like spider bites on the screen, which I'm sure. Like, oh, what spider bit me? It's like, oh my. God, this movie sucks. So fucking funny. Um, afterwards, Peter visits Dr. Connors personally at his home, and Dr. Connors rightly tries to tell him, oh, that's weird, leave, I'll see you later. But Peter plays the I'm your co-worker's son card and gets invited in. Uh, Dr. Connors doesn't have any information to give him about his parents' disappearance. However, um, they do discuss cross-species genetics at length. Uh, it's revealed Richard specifically bred science spiders. That's that's yes. the best I could phrase that. Um, they talk about the decay rate algorithm. Peter kind of brings it up out of nowhere and then presents it to Connors, not explaining it's Richard's. Just another weird Peter Parker moment, plagiarism. Uh, <laughs> taking his father's work and saying, no, no, I just, yeah, I just like, figured it out. Like, this is like a, this is, they do that in the comics with like a superior Spider-Man thing, and even that's kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this scene is, is good, question mark? Uh, not really, but Dr. Connors has, like, a good motivation for being a bad guy. Uh, he's, he's well, he's well, his motivation is well written, but his acting is just kind of weirdly stilted. And I guess you could say that about, like, everybody in this movie. The the direction that Mark, the, the, the direction that Mark Webb gives, specifically I'm talking about Connors and Peter, really, those are the biggest examples of it. But Mark Webb's direction is like, yeah, like every th- those two act like really, they talk in a weirdly stilted manner. It just feels like not natural dialogue. Yeah, it, it feels it feels like it's been a, it feels like a script and it shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, um, but I I do I do like that Peter is showing off his smarts with this stuff. Oh, for sure, it's nice. So once we wrap that up and. Um... I think he says something along the lines of like, he's going to look into this algorithm and he's going to talk to Peter about it later or whatever. Um, we get Peter and flash another, another interesting scene Flash is being a, a fucker again. Until uh, the basketball scene. Yeah. Peter stops him. He screws around with him with, you know, his spider powers with the basketball for a while uh, culminates in Peter breaking a backboard and possibly 
the silliest with a capital S scene in any movie that has the word Spider-Man in the title. He does a slow motion leap through the air and a massive dunk and a, a, a bubble, a bubble gum bubble pops when he does it. It's it's so fucking stupid. It's so dumb. It feels like a scene from a movie from like fucking 1997. It doesn't yeah, it's, it reminds like... me of the basketball scene in Catwoman. Yeah, exactly. Pro tip, if you're making a superhero movie, stay the fuck away from basketball. Don't put a basketball scene in don't do don't do any sport honestly maybe wrestling but that's the exception to the rule he doesn't do wrestling in this movie he just he just falls into a wrestling ring i'll get to that <laughs> uh uncle ben gets called to the school and gives berates peter gives him a a, a lecture a lesson Start about two. about getting even uh peter he also now, as a punishment, he has to go pick up Aunt May from work because Ben had to leave work and get rescheduled to uh, come, you know, shit it, shit on Peter at school. Um, we get a brief uh, Gwen and Peter moment. Uh, they they talk for a while. He on Uncle Ben's way out, he says he's Peter's probation officer, which again another very brief nugget of comedy in this movie the, that that works. I think the Peter Gwen flirting in this movie. Uh, I think that the. The Peter-Gwen relationship in these movies is one of the few things that people are like, oh, this is really good, though. But, like, it's, really, it's not. They, they, okay, the way it's portrayed, their very first scene where they're not, like, very, you know, they don't know each other very well, the concussion Peter scene, yeah. I buy that. That feels natural. Every other scene, every time they meet eyes, it's like they've already fucked or something. It, it's it, like, it, like, it feels like they, it's unscripted, but not in a it, good way. It, it doesn't feel like we're on the road to their relationship. It feels like they both like know they both want to be together. They're just screwing with us, the audience. It's yeah, it doesn't it, feel it doesn't feel like a, an inclined ramp of going up towards the the high point of we are now in a relationship. It feels and this like is it, a, this is a problem so that gets this is a problem that gets worse in the second movie because by that point Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone were in a relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this feels like unscripted flirting and it's like, can we fucking move on? Yeah. Can we just it, like, we, it's, it's going to take these, their... it's going to take these movies a while, but I promise we will eventually get a well-written romance. <laughs> I swear to God, it's going to happen. It's bizarre to me. It just, it, it, it doesn't feel like human interaction it doesn't no, feel it doesn't. Like, like legitimate romance it just feels like two attractive people going yeah we're pretty hot aren't we or something yeah, it, yeah. It's, whatever uh after this i have a note written right after that that says god fuck this dialogue <laughs> i just thought i would i thought i'd mention where is that. where is my dialogue note yeah i <laughs> it's like way later in the movie but it's just i hate almost every dialogue scene in this movie <laughs> yeah. it's just you know how people talk to each other yeah we get uh, the the acrobatics montage uh, skateboarding, so- super cool skateboarding, yo. We know what kids yeah. like at the Tony Hawk warehouse or whatever with Coldplay music. Oh man, what a movie this is! The dulcet uh, tones I- of Chris Martin as he swings on chains and does a dolly. What the fuck? I don't have a whole lot to say about this scene. <laughs> um, I I was really just kind of shaking my head the whole time watching. It just it feels time. it just feels like Sony is trying to be like hip and cool. It He's not work. cool. He hasn't been cool for five minutes. Show him doing something cool. Yeah. What do the kids do? Like skateboarding? Yeah, skateboarding. We get another, uh, after this, we get another Connors and Peter conversation about um, using lizard DNA in mice to um Oh, regrow. that's later. Is that later? That's way later. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I have it here, The some discussion they have, and then Peter rejects the Uncle Ben call. Uh, oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're working in a big science room. Uh, oh, yeah, like the holograms and stuff, and they're like like setting up models for the for the yeah of the rats. They just discuss the potential of it. Yes, okay, uh, I forgot about that scene. Peter gets a call from Uncle Ben and rejects it. Uh, we find out later he's trying to you know hey go pick up your aunt and he doesn't. Uh, they they run a couple simulations about uh, limb regeneration until one of them eventually works, and they decide to test on live mice. Uh, this is the part where Peter, you know, separates from this for the evening and goes home. It's revealed, oh, hey, you fucked up. You didn't pick up Aunt May. We get a nice... Uh, pr- Why doesn't pretty... he just tell them that he was with Dr. Connors? Because then the movie wouldn't happen, I suppose. Because <laughs> then Uncle Ben wouldn't fucking die? It's like, ugh. The Uncle Ben death in this feels so weirdly set up. Like, I, I appreciate yeah, we'll, we'll get, we'll get, they... yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, they, they argue, they have a pretty heated argument about uh, choice and responsibility, and it ultimately like leads to an argument about Peter's parents. Uh, ben for, trying for to some, really okay. drive. For some reason, they really don't want Ben to say, with great power comes great responsibility. Like, they yeah. like, they like dance around it, and I can understand why in Civil War, Peter doesn't say it, because it's like six months after it happened, He's like 15. The wound is still really fresh. Mm-hmm. Tony is like some random guy that showed up to his house. Uh, but Ben himself not saying it is really weird. It really is. He said he almost says it like exactly word for word, but like jumbled around. Yeah, it's like they, it's like they when you like when you're writing an essay for school and you go on those websites <laughs> that like rephrase quotes, so you copy stuff from Wikipedia and put it in there and it just rephrases it in a different way. That's what happened. It pretty much, yeah. Um, either that or like any of the writers had just never heard the phrase before, and they were like, "Ah, say something about responsibility and power and shit." Yeah, what? Well, it's fine. Who cares? Look, I'm sorry, Uncle Ben. I uh, I got distracted. Oh, you got distracted. Yeah. Your aunt, my wife, had to walk twelve blocks alone in the middle of the night and then wait in a deserted subway station because you got distracted. Ben, sweetheart, honestly, I am completely capable of walking home. You will walking not. Home. Defend this I'm boy. I'm not defending. You are defending him. I Listen don't. to me, son. Yeah, go ahead. You're a lot like your father. You really are, Peter, and that's a good thing. But your father lived by a philosophy, a principle, really. He believed that that if you could do good things for other people, you had a moral obligation to do those things. That's what's at stake here. Not choice. Responsibility. Um, Ben is trying to drive, you know, a sense of responsibility and and like urgency into Peter and he makes it about his parents and how they didn't want to be responsible for him. Oh God. Yeah. Peter's- Here's, I, got, I got another big diatribe about this. Peter's dad is like, he's completely overshadows Ben in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's not even there. It, it's horrible. And you could now, okay, here's, here's one of my first big hot takes for what's coming up uh, later on a couple episodes in the future. You could argue that Tony Stark overshadows Ben in the Marvel in the MCU movies, but I think there's a key difference between those between Peter's dad and Tony Stark. Uh, it's that the MCU movies take place after Peter already became Spider-Man, right. and so Ben's impact has already been made. So it's not really jarring for him to have like another role model to look up to. Right. But right. here in this movie, Ben is still alive. So Peter <laughs> being like 
really fucking preoccupied with his with his daddy issues, it doesn't gel with the origin story, and it just feels really weird. They spend at least half of Uncle Ben's living time talking about Richard. Yeah, which is bizarre. It's so fucked up. Peter, so when, uh, when people when people like shit on the MCU for like, oh, they don't talk about Uncle Ben that much, and then go back and defend these movies, it's like, huh. I don't know, man. That's the twist of Spider-Man 3 is they're bringing back Richard Barker. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Oh, God. They can help themselves, I'm sure. Um, Peter storms out after the argument. He slams the door or rather probably just closes it what used to be normal and it just shatters everywhere. Uh, Still continues going out anyway. Uh, Ben decides to go out and hunt for his nephew, try to find him. Peter encounters possibly the most pedantic and shitheaded gas station attendant of all time. God, this fucking bodega guy. He looks like Hurley from Lost. I've only ever heard those things referred to as a take a penny, leave a penny. He should 100% have been able to take two fucking pennies. This is, it's New York City, dude. Come the fuck on. Uh, he, He gets accosted by this guy and attempts to leave, but then... Criminal McBad guy decides to take a wad of cash out of the register and throw Peter an illicitly gained milk. Of his milk. He, you know, comrade, cool guy. Right up uh, until, right up until a few minutes later, when uh, Uncle Ben tries to stop the guy and gets fucking wasted. He gets shot in the gut. Yeah, and and Hurley comes out and is like, "Stop him!" And he's like, "Yeah, what do you?" It's like if if you were in that situation. And would you would you really honestly go after this guy? No, but uh, I don't it's think like, I would. But at the same time, it's like it's not even anywhere near the league like caliber of like he stole three thousand dollars from like an underground wrestling ring. And yeah, then, it's so much better done in the Raimi movie. Yeah, what I do like about this sequence is that they did fight the temptation. I think to make some big name kill Uncle Ben. I think in your in your best and most like straightforward and true to character Spider-Man origin story, it should just be some random criminal that yes. killed Uncle Ben. It should never be there should never be a Star Wars like empire like you killed my father. No, it should yeah. just it straight should be up some be random criminal and Peter carjacker and Peter should immediately deal with him. And then yes. so that lesson of responsibility can set in, but they fuck up that second part. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, they just never catch him in this movie, right? Yeah. Dude, just, also, why away. why does why does Ben go for the gun? Yeah. Why doesn't he just like kick it into the street? Or yeah, he goes like, oh no, and he goes for the gun. Like, just let him go. Fucking Ben. But yeah, he the, uh, the editing sucks in this scene. Oh my god, they fucked it up. It's it, it's rough. Um, I watched this one again with my fiance last night. They they were drinking pretty pretty much through the entire movie. I I, I decided not to just to not like cloud my notes. But uh, at one point, uh, they had said something along the lines of like, wow, this is going to be hard to watch. And in my head, like, what makes it any different than the last half hour? But OK, <laughs> um, I'm just going to yeah. say this right now. You need to mentally prepare for next week's episode. I, I might is... drink for next week. I don't know. <laughs> I might drink. Hey, I just recently turned 21. So fuck it. I might. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, well, yeah. Um, but yeah, Ben Ben dies in the street. Uh, Peter you know, handles it the way he always does. He uh, does a lot of crying, does a lot of screaming. Uh, Later, he attempts to listen to the voicemail that Ben left him and decides to cut it off in the middle of it. A little bit of Chekhov's voicemail for us. Um, The next day, or I believe it's the next day, but soon thereafter at school, uh, Flash 
I don't think he gets more out than just like, hey, Parker, and Peter fucking lifts him up by the scruff of his neck and like slams him on a locker. Uh, and he gives some bullshit like, hey, your uncle died. It's whatever, man. It's all cool. Whatever. Some bullshit. Yeah, he's like, he's like, he's trying, he's trying to be like, I'm sorry that your uncle died. And this is a good scene. I like this scene, but it only lasts for like two seconds. And then we have to segue into the next scene because the editing is awful. Mm hmm. Absolutely. It's, you know, how, how people are. How, it's how a good, it's a good little moment. It is. Yeah. It's, it's always interesting to see the, the flash and Peter bridge, however, they're going to portray it movie to movie because it's, you know, in the comics at some point they became pretty decent friends, I think. Yeah. Um, co- and, and, and by the time they got into college, they became yeah. good friends. Yeah, it was, it's in, yeah, we'll, we'll get much more into the, the, the flash multiverse uh, when we get into the MCU movies, I suppose. Yeah, Flash joined the military and he became responsible and not an asshole. That's going to be the next twist is we're going to get all three Flash Thompson. Oh God, the Flash Thompson <laughs> crossover. I wouldn't want to fight me neither. He says as he punches Alfred Molina. <laughs> I can't wait. End of the Thompson verse. Uh, Gwen hugs Peter in the hallway, but he, you know, he he does a little hair flip and keeps moving. Subconscious hair flip, not a real one, metaphorical. Emo this, boy. This. We, we've got not quite emo Peter levels, but he's 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 pretty emo in this movie. He's not listening to the Smiths here. He's listening to some Nine Inch Nails here. He is he's he's fucked up about <laughs> this, this. is an industrial Peter. <laughs> industrial Peter. That's good. Industrial speed metal Peter. Um. So Peter begins assaulting random criminals looking for the killer. Uh, he shows up in an alleyway and it's kind of reminiscent of Toby's. Did you give my uncle a chance? He's just yelling at this random guy. Like you like mugging women. You like mugging old men. You like killing old men. It's like Peter's a villain now. Imagine being literally this mugger. (laughs) You're just mugging some lady in an alley and this fucking school shooter looking dude runs up on you screaming about old men and knocks the gun out of your hand. Uh, he gets chased down an alley and then I suppose later up an alley with his Spider-Man powers, but uh, he uh, he dodges them and falls through the roof of a building into an old abandoned luchador ring uh, yeah. and sees a poster on the wall at the same time that a goon is yelling at him. We've seen your face. We know what you look like. Uh, spoiler, nothing comes of this. No one ever recognizes yeah. him. It doesn't matter that they know what he looked like, even though it should matter is what the, they're trying to say. This uh, this this combination of events inspires him to develop a costume to dis- yeah, disguise this, himself. Th- Peter is like a fucking villain now. He's yeah. randomly beating people up on a revenge quest. He makes a costume so nobody recognizes him when he commits assault. Like He's starting to sound like Dennis Leary. So he he know he knows that Ben he knows Ben's death was his fault, right? He knows that from the start. Ben would want me to go take revenge and beat exactly, people. but he doesn't listen to what Ben said. He Not just lets, and he even like he beats some people up and then just lets them go. Yeah, like Peter isn't doing any of this for the right reasons, and it pisses me off. Like you fucked up this like. Yeah. This is like such a fundamental misunderstanding of what Spider-Man is about. Mm -hmm. It's it's odd. It's It's very odd. I remember thinking this in the theater. I remember thinking at some point, like, did I miss a scene where he got the black suit or something? What the fuck is going on here? This is it's just so awful. Weird. Uh, Peter acquires, quote unquote, acquires some bio cable and develops his wholesale. 
uh, I love the web shooters in this movie. I love the the scene where he makes them. I I love just getting back to the roots of the character. Yeah, I like it. I pr- I prefer uh, larger web shooters that like wrap around his wrist because like oh, how does sure, that sure. secure to his body? Sure, but you know, there's got to be some kind of suspension of disbelief, I suppose. Yeah, but it is kind of weird. Like, will Oscorp ever stop selling the bio cable? Will he just run mm-hmm. out? He's got to buy stock and bio cable. That's why. That's why it's so weird that he makes the web shooters, but not the web fluid. It's like does yeah. he, have to, he has to rely on a third party supplier. He has to depend on capitalism to. Yeah, to be it's like huh? Um, he begins, you know, combing through more criminals, looking for his mark, and this is the point in the movie where we get, in my opinion, the worst <sighs> cinematic Spider-Man suit. Look, the I know costume. you're not the. I, I know you're not the world's biggest Raimi suit fan, but it is. I, okay. And bounds better than this. I like the Raimi suit. I, ju- I, I I've said this before. I like the Raimi suit. I just don't like it as much as other people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I still think it's a good costume, uh, and it's definitely a ten thousand. This is this. I I absolutely agree with you, my this brother. Is so bad. This is the worst costume ever. It's got the text. It's got like a basketball texture. Yeah, that's we said that a lot watching this. It, it looks like it's made of like leather at points because like the way it bunches up on the back of his head i can, I can the way, feel like, and smell this costume and not in a good way when he looks up the way it like bunches up at the neck the fingertips look bizarre it it looks like it's made of like a leather-esque material it doesn't look like a tight like form-fitting it, it's so stiff looking and it yeah, looks like it would feel so like weird. a basketball the shoes look stupid the the eyes are like yellow yeah okay I, I, I'm not opposed to the yellow eyes. The yellow eyes can work if you have a much better looking suit. It has to be it. like way more stylized and like way more. Exactly. The logo it's, looks like the Sam Raimi one, but if you put it worse. through a taffy, if you put it through a taffy puller, uh, and chopped it into chunks, like why is it segmented like this? I I don't buy it like realistically. I don't buy that Peter Parker made his costume in the Sam Raimi movies because that's a good fucking looking costume. But I I one hundred percent buy the amazing suit as something this Peter made. Even still, it's kind of a stretch because all we see is just him screen printing one thing, and then suddenly he's wearing the most garish leather thing I've ever seen. Just, just let the record show. There's a lot of Spider-Man suits and a lot of Spider-Man and movies. And this is awful. This is the worst one. Like, there were people, like, I would say, yeah, there was, like, a really big fan push to put this in the Spider-Man PS4 game. They added it in the PS5 remaster. Why would anybody want it? It still looked ugly as fuck, and we didn't get the much better looking one from the second movie. Uh, Uh, Like, his, his belt line, his belt line, like, his red belt line is not Uh complete. It just cuts off. So the chest part looks like an arrow pointing directly to his dick. <laughs> it's like this the Spider-Man costume is so good because it's really simple. Yeah, it's and it's it's iconic for a reason. It's it's yeah, a kid could draw it. This is the costume equivalent of like the Michael Bay Transformers. Just like complete visual noise. Can you imagine another world? Because this came out in 2012, the, the summer yes. of the Avengers. There was so much buzz about, ooh, do you think they're ever gonna put Spider-Man in one of those movies? Is he gonna meet Thor? Is he gonna meet Captain America? And can you imagine going to the movies and seeing fucking this guy in this suit showing up and being like, hey, I'm Spider-Man. I want to be an Avenger. Oh, no. There's lots of people that would have wanted that so bad. And I'm like, no. (laughs) Fucking 
Oh my god. We're uh, we're going to get into this later, but as I've hinted before, hinted, quote unquote, in the past, uh, as I you've really stated do, outright multiple times. As I've stated outright multiple times, <laughs> I really enjoy the MCU Spider-Man movies. In a lot of ways, I think they're the best. Uh, but that is a whole different discussion. Uh, yeah. Stick with us, dear listener, and you'll hear all about it. Stick with us. Um, so all I have written for that is all capital letters, shit suit, baby. Yeah, um, I wrote a whole fucking paragraph about how ugly this costume is. Peter, you know, he, he continues to do his thing now that he, uh, now that he's got a suit. We get the, a fun, you know, the trailer shot. Oh, small knives, my weakness. Uh, very quippy. Very, very quippy in these movies. Yeah. Like, Deadpool-level quippy. He's, qu- he's quippy, but in this movie, it, like, doesn't come off as being fun or quippy. He's just, like, an asshole. Yeah, I think some of the more fun Spider-Man, like, fucking with his enemies quips in the comics come from a, a place of, I want to annoy you. You know what I mean? But they don't always come off as dickish. And a lot of the time, those quips work because a lot of those villains are stronger than he is. Mm-hmm. So it's a punching up scenario. He's taunting a lot of times. Yeah, but this is just like he's talking down to this random criminal who's trying yeah. to steal a car. The scene where he webs him up to the wall, he shoots him in the dick with a web ball. He's like doing that thing where he's walking, like turning and laughing and clapping his hands. He's he's bullying the man. And he like checks his wrist to see if he's got the tattoo that he's looking for. And he's like, oh, this could have gotten a lot worse. It's like Jameson, J. Jonah Jameson was right. This guy's a fucking menace. Would he have killed that guy if it was him? Yeah, like if he if he would have found Uncle Ben's killer, he would have fucking murdered him. Because this Peter is awful. We just get a straight up remake of, hey, Spider-Man killed that guy. <laughs> Peter Parker is an asshole in this movie. And it's, it's terrible. He let the hunkiness go to his head. Yeah. Um, so he, he, you know, he subdues this guy and the cops show up and true to cop form, like as the very minute Spider-Man resists arrest, this cop pulls his gun out and shoots at him like five or six times. I audibly like re- laughed really hard at that it part. Is, it is really like, funny. He didn't, am, like, if you go procedural, he didn't do that much wrong and the cop is just ready to waste him. I, 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 I will. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something that's really crazy. Uh, but with the way Peter acts in this movie, I'm kind of like, yeah, cops, stop that criminal Spider-Man. <laughs> Get him. Get him. You're on, you're on Dennis Leary's side here. Yeah, I'm on fucking Dennis Leary's side when he shows up. Yeah. Dennis Leary, uh, Captain Stacy, great in this movie. Uh, he, he points out that 38 cops couldn't catch this one Spider-Man. Um, I always thought that was a fun distinction. You have fucking almost four dozen cops, just over three dozen, I guess, and they can't catch him. New York's finest. New York's finest. Uh, Peter makes it home looking ragged as shit. Very, very, doing very poorly. Uh, we get a, a May and Peter argument about secrets. Uh, he forgot to bring the eggs back. Yeah, Chekhov's eggs. He didn't bring them. They do a lot of set- they do a lot of setup and payoff in this movie. That kind of thing. Peter and Anthony bicker a lot in this movie, and I just yeah, I don't like it. It's not good. I, I maybe feel like it was the writer's stream and be like, oh, they're they're just work channeling their grief. They're working through it. But I don't think anyone was smart enough to expound on the point they were trying to make. P- yeah, Peter, I don't like th- Yeah, no, I don't like it. <laughs> Not good. Uh, let's see. Human trials must begin for Oscorp to stay happy. 
we get this this scene between uh what's his name dr rathos is that is that it i have the, no the clue what this guy's guy? name is mr oscorp mr oscorp man <laughs> not norman osborne it, this, this should have been norman this character it just should have been norman sure why not uh he's he, it's essentially implied hey if you don't come through with this shit you're gonna die like richard parker yeah. uh, he's like, this guy is like rushing connor's because norman is like norman's gonna die any second but it's really funny because norman doesn't die until the next movie yeah he's 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 not about to like keel over he's fine uh and like and he, talk, and he talks about like pressuring peter's dad and mm-hmm. so it's like how long has norman been dying it's low. Technically, we're all dying. Maybe that's just the excuse he's like, using. Like, how long has he this made been up happening? These. Um, right after this, uh, well, Connor's. You know, he he, you know, he's being told you, your your research won't continue. You're going to be out of a job or worse if you don't if you don't get the shit going. Fucking kill you <laughs> for science. Uh, Gwen invites Peter over for some bizarre fish dinner that they say like nine or ten times. Branzino, 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 Branzino. Because if if we say something enough times, it'll be funny. That's how comedy works. You know all those funny Branzino memes on the on the Garfield memes subreddit the Garfield re- on, on, on the web memes. <laughs> you know, hey, Branzino, it's like a rent. No, it's oh really my not. God. Um. You know, we, we get a cutaway to um, throughout this dinner scene, we get Dr. Connors kind of, you know, focusing in the lab. We get this, honestly, for such a shitty movie, uh, we get this nice scene where he's he's looking at this reflection of his hand in the mirror and f- like kind of pretending he has two hands for a minute. Yeah, and, uh, this is the uh, this is the other good. This like is the like the emotional vision. peak of the movie. This is the uh, one good visual moment that they had <laughs> in the movie. It especially touched me because when I saw this movie, I was a normal dumb kid. But now uh, my disability affects my hands. Uh, five of my ten fingers spread across both hands are folded inwards at, at fun angles all over the place. I look like I lost a fight with a man made of hammers. Uh, it's not fun. It's It's, you know, I live with it. But uh, it was it was just especially touching uh, at this age at, as who I am now to see like a, a disabled character doing the same thing, kind of like, wow, you know, normal hands. How cool would that be? Uh, but then, you know, we get the movie back back on track, back on its shit tracks. Yeah, that's that's um, I, like, yeah, that's a that's like the one really good. There's one other really good scene in this movie, but mm-hmm. that's like that's it's a nice really visual. It, it, that's it, really it, great. That's really great. It says it says a lot without saying anything out loud. And that's 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 a good mark. Uh, Connors prepares the ultimate human test. He's gonna he's gonna shoot himself up with his with his lizard goo. He's gonna he's gonna mainline that shit. Um, Peter shows up on Gwen's fire escape, uh, which is not suspicious at all. I like I said earlier, if I was Gwen, I would be so fucking freaked out by the fact that Peter Parker was attracted to me. This guy is bizarre in these movies. It's <laughs> like school shooter motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he spends half of his days pining after Gwen and the other half trying to murder one man, but like beating up dozens of men to get to him. <laughs> God, he fucking sucks in this movie. <laughs> we get our our formal introduction of uh, Captain Stacy. I love Dennis Leary in this movie. It's it's Dennis not Leary a, is so much fun in this movie. It, it's not quite on par with uh, with Jonah Jameson or uh, or Willem Dafoe's Goblin, but it's still a wonderful take on the character. It's not as bland as um, what was it James Cromwell that played him in Spider Man Three? Yeah, like, it's like, just like he was in like a scene. It doesn't even matter. It's just such a nothing yeah. character. Yeah, but I've 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 always liked the dynamic. Uh, captain stacy and spider-man have i'll I'll get more to that like when we i have some specific trivia about it 
But um, Dennis Leary just knocks it out. I totally buy him as this jaded New York police captain. I absolutely do. He's just got that kind of face. And it's, you know, so even outside of like his fucking rescue me shit or whatever, uh, I I just buy him as the character. It works. Yeah, and it's it's really great to have that sort of uh, having Gwen be such an important person to Peter and then also having being related to like his greatest one of his one of his enemies it's like yeah fuck yeah, yeah. adversaries yeah it, it works it, it, it works. works um during all of this uh you know we, we this is interposing a lot we, we go from dinner to connor's to dinner to connor's yeah it's connor's, a bunch of weird uh, editing like they randomly cut in the middle of a dinner scene just to be like oh connor's doing this stuff <laughs> He awakens to discover that he has uh, grown a new arm, grown in like this molting, gross skin. He unwraps his arm. He does a little unboxing video. A seaweed wrap. <laughs> What's up, guys? It's me, Kurt Connors, four twenty. Uh, today we're unboxing new we're unboxing arm. Unboxing my new arm. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Uh, he's he's got this 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 disgusting like fleshy jello looking new. Yeah, it's like, like kind of translucent. It looks cool. Have you seen the last Starfighter? No, I have not. I want to. It's a wonderful sci-fi movie directed by Nick Castle, the guy that was uh, physically Michael Myers in the original. Man, Nick Castle. Halloween. Uh, it's a great movie. There's a scene where the main character is replaced by like a synthoid version of himself to live his life while he's gone. And it has to like become him overnight, like to like to bake and become him. And the whole thing looks like Connor's arm. It's all gross and veiny and weird and pale. That's what this arm scene reminds me of is specifically that one special effect from the last Starfighter for all like one of you who know what I'm talking about out there. Um, but yeah, it, it, he's, he's got a cool new gross arm. Uh it slowly grows more lizard-like, as does his skin. He gets in a taxi, and he's he's starting to look he's starting to look lizardy. His know. hand is like turning into claws and shit. And he's not he's 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 gasping and shit, but he's not like, oh no, I fucked up at any point. He's just like, okay, all right, I can adjust to this. I got this. Um, Captain Stacy at dinner is you know going on his fuck Spider Man rant because <laughs> that's what you do when you're a police captain and you're having dinner with your family. And again, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Captain says he's absolutely correct in this scene. Yeah, he, he, he. I am. I am on. If if I am on the side of the cop that is hunting down Spider Man in your Spider Man, you movie, know there's an issue. You fucked up. You fucked up. <laughs> he does. He does present his case very well. Um, he's never. Peter's overtly like maybe he's asshole. trying to. Maybe he's trying to help. Up. Well, but he he even says like what by beating up a bunch of criminals that look the same. Yeah. He's, he he fucking catches on immediately. He knows he knows this game. He, the jig is up. Um, he, so he's doubling down on his spider hate, and Peter tries to defend him, but it, it's just it's an awkward, miserable scene. It takes a massive L from Captain Stacy. Yeah, Gwen's like, "Let's get out of here, Peter." And Peter's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm, I didn't mean to offend you. I'm so oh, sorry." Oh, I'm gonna... oh man, fuck this movie. You know what'll calm you down, sir? If I go tongue your daughter on the balcony. Fuck this movie. Uh, so they they step outside and Peter does a whole lot of I I wanna I wanna s- no can't can't say it no I'm the uh, 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 <laughs> Oscar Oscar worthy performance this scene sucks uh, Gwen starts to walk away Peter webs her by the hip pulls her into him and she like says you're Spider Man and they kiss and okay this uh, scene sucks. But I do like that Peter just tells Gwen instead of doing the Raimi thing yes, all over again. Absolutely. I like that. 
That's good. Can you imagine if they waited another 1.75 movies to to reveal to the secondary main character that the main character uh, is? Oh my god. Uh, it, it, I like the idea of like I like it story wise, but I don't like the actual scene itself. Uh, yeah, when gets, like yeah, like night, like a good like most of my the problems that I have with Spider Man Two is just because Peter won't tell MJ he's Spider Man. Fucking soap opera bullshit. Fuck this shit. Gwen uh, gets called back inside by her mom in a fucking... Okay, listen. I was never a teenager that went to dinners at people's houses and then made out with them while their parents were fucking there. No. You hear Gwen's mom go, Gwen, and like five seconds pass, and then she finds them kissing. It's like, dude, fucking... I know you heard her. You could have... You had five whole seconds to cover your tracks, but whatever. Uh, Peter hears some sirens and he does a, a cool guy leap off the balcony to go do some Spider-Man shit. <laughs> um, so the lizard, the, the, the sirens are, are heading towards this bridge because uh, the lizard is attempting to find the doctor from Oscorp. To, to, find, to find Oscorp, man. To show him, hey, my lizard serum worked, but as he's on the way, the lizard serum super works. Turns him into a lizard. <laughs> And, uh, you know, he's I, I it's it's really muddled motivation wise, because we, we we find out eventually that when he is the lizard, he's still like coherent and able of speaking and thinking and carrying out plans. What is his fucking plan now? I think he, he's he, just trying to stop him from taking the serum to the veterans hospital and like infecting those guys. Yeah, I think that's what he's trying to do. Do we want to talk about how the lizard looks in this movie? Yes. Um, from the neck down. Great. From the neck down. It's a great Spider-Man lizard. Yes. Uh, the face. He looks like a Goomba from the Super Mario Brothers movie. He, that's precisely what he looks like. Uh, for some reason, when I see the lizard, I think about that like fake Russian homunculus video. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, you know the one I'm talking about where the yeah. guy like injected an egg with his own sperm and like it's a fake video, I'm sure. But like there's a little chicken hybrid creature that like spits acid at him and he throws a book on it or something. It's like he doesn't that's... have a lizard face. He just has yeah, a green has man a, face on the, on the top of his lizard the, body. But his lips are weird too. They're like they're like hinged like upwards in the corner. It's so it's, it's so it's an weird. Interesting take, but And yeah. I don't and I don't and I am not a huge fan of him just being a big naked lizard man. Yeah. Like there's, give there's, him a lab coat and his like pants a lab coat, and shirt. He wears a lab coat as a lizard for like five seconds almost at the end and then he takes And they it always off. get destroyed. Just like do it like Hulk does. Yeah. Just do it like Hulk. Make it an in invincible lab coat and pants and jeans. <laughs> Give my man some clothes. Please. Just, no. He likes being a na naked lizard. Put in some fire. fucking effort for once. He's cold-blooded. He's got to put some fucking, like, a sweater on. Yeah. Running around cold-ass New York. Running around New York in a Supreme hoodie. Oh my god. Hype, hype beast lizard. <laughs> Check out my Jordans, Peter. <sighs> Your father could never afford Check out my... Check out my Air Force Ones, Peter. Peter, I bet you don't own any Balenciaga. <laughs> I got that Gucci belt. Gucci Louis three box logos. <laughs> yes. 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 Um, so he's he's hunting this doctor who hashtag canceled him. Um, Peter descends the bridge and does a like a sweet double kick into the lizard and saves this doctor. He just, you know, on accident, I guess. He's just more trying to stop the lizard than he is trying to save somebody. Because because uh, Peter doesn't save people in this movie, at least not until halfway through it. <laughs> it's not it's not what Spider-Man does yet. As far as the world knows, Spider-Man beats people up. 
He's like he hasn't, Rorschach. He hasn't decided to help. He, has, he hasn't decided to help people yet. He's like literally Rorschach in this movie. He's one calling card on a body away from being Walter Kovacs. God. Um, so during all this, uh, a car gets kind of swept off the edge, and Peter webs it and uh, rescues a child from it. Uh, it's it's burning. We get our our first of many. I'm gonna whip my mask off in the middle of all this scenes. Okay, here's my hot take. This is my favorite scene in the movie. This is the one good scene in this movie. No, I I I don't I don't have any qualms with that because Peter learns halfway through the fucking movie. Peter finally learns how to be a decent human being. I can I can do this and help people. Yeah, like he like he gives the kid the mask. He's like, put it on. It'll give you strength. And I'm like, fuck yeah. I'm like I'm like standing up cheering. Like yeah. He starts beating the kid up and checks his wrist for a tattoo. God. Yeah, he's like, put the, he's like, put the mask on. It'll give you strength. And I'm like, fuck yes, yes, it's, yes. Yeah, it's good stuff. And he's just magically wearing the mask again by the time he gets up with the kid. I don't even but care. That's I, I love that scene. Jack, climb now! I can't! Yes, you can! Uh, the, p- put it on! The mask! It's gonna make you strong! Jack, trust me! Put it on! There you go! That's it! That's it, buddy! That's it! Okay, now climb! Come on, Jack! <laughs> But uh, yeah, the, the the kid makes it out and you know gives the kid the mask to feel safe. It's it, it's poignant. It's touching, and it and it does end up becoming important later uh, for for context reasons. We'll get to. Um, so uh, we get some some weak delivery before he leaves. The guy's like, "Who are you?" And he doesn't go, "Oh, I'm your friendly neighborhood Spider Man." And Webb, he just goes, "I'm Spider Man," and that's the end of the scene. <laughs> Fire me. Oh, boy. Uh, Connor's defeated, uh, heads down to the sewer where he's becoming himself again, naked and armless. Doesn't he, like, if I'm not mistaken, he enters the sewer and he goes, beautiful, and keeps walking. Is that right? Is that that part? I don't don't remember. I swear to God that happened. Maybe I'm wrong, uh, but I like to think it did. So uh, an arrest warrant is issued for Spider-Man, who the NYPD hold responsible for the bridge incident, um, even though, like, at least dozens of people definitely saw that lizard creature. Yeah, it's uh, like, oh, this is Spider-Man's fault. <laughs> he made that lizard. I mean, he kind of did, but whatever. I mean, yeah, he did kind of. <laughs> you're correct. <laughs> yeah. Um, Gwen and Peter discuss the arrest warrant situation and and the public opinion of Spider-Man. Uh, he claims that it kind of is his job now. Um, I think what he means is that that scene is him realizing that it, his job, that, that his his responsibility is not to just go find the guy who killed Ben. It's to help people. Yeah, it's him finally realizing that what it's what he's supposed to be doing. I don't think it's like a, this is my job, like for money. I don't think it's that. Right, kind of right, right. It's his duty. It's his duty. Peter goes to uh, visit the uh, Dr. Connor's lab at Oscorp, but finds it empty. He, you know, starts to peruse and snoop, but then uh, Dr. Lizard arrives. Uh, Dr. He, Lizard. He, he says he's given everyone the week off, which, you know, is not suspicious at all. Uh, they, Peter wants to talk about tracking lizards. It makes Connors a little wary. Uh, <laughs> but at, by the end of the conversation, as, as Connors is rushing Peter out, 
it it's never said out loud. It's said in the next scene when Peter goes to Captain Stacy, but they never have like a, a, a like a click moment where Peter like expounds or says like i think i figured it out i think he's the lizard we just cut right to him going to the police station to go captain stacy dr connor's is a lizard that, that that conversation that uh peter and connor's have in the lab it's like the most obvious i am the lizard conversation ever he's like right. it's our apex predators and he's like please uh, and he's got like a weird skin lesion yeah. on his neck he's got some like eczema on his neck and 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 the funniest thing is that I was reading a review of this movie on Letterboxd. Uh, it's during that scene, uh, Connors is like, "Please leave," and he opens the door and he's like, he's well, he points to it, is like, "Please leave," uh, mm-hmm. and then instead, Connors just leaves and leaves Peter in his office to figure <laughs> out that he is the lizard. Yeah, you know, uh, this movie fucking sucks. <laughs> it's very well written. Uh. Peter, as I said, he dashes over to the cops and he's like, he's got to help me. He's a lizard. He's the lizard. He's a lizard and man. Rightly so. Uh, he just, le- he just leaves school. In the middle of the to day. This. Yeah, like first Connors asks him, why aren't you at school? And then Stacy asks him, why aren't you at school? Yeah, he like doesn't go back to school for the rest of the movie except for the the fight scene at school. Yeah, yeah. We, we This is not very focused on Peter being in high school for a Peter in high school movie. Yeah, exactly. Um. But as as Peter is escorted out raving like a, a madman, uh, Stacy does reluctantly uh, have some other nameless cop go, hey, look into Dr. Connors for me. Uh, lizards begin swarming into the sewer. And I want to point out here, I lived in Florida for about 20, 20 years of my life before I moved away and came back. I can count the number of lizards I saw above the Mason-Dixon line in the wild on one hand. There is no way. There's like some colorful ass lizards going down the. Yeah, sewer I was. Right I was gonna. Ri- I was gonna write in my notes of like, are there lizards in New York? Is that a thing that exists? There's maybe five lizards in New York, and they're probably all at zoos. Um, it is just not the right climate. It, I that was a huge thing for me. I was like, what the fuck? Where are all these lizards coming from? In the comics, uh, in the the first appearance of the lizard, and like, I don't remember which issue it is, but it's a very early issue of the Lee Ditko run. Uh. Dr. Connors lives in the Florida Everglades. Yeah, yeah, no, there's a whole thing about the fact that Spider-Man has to, like, go to fucking Florida. He has to go to Florida with J. Jonah Jameson so that he can fight the lizard. (laughs) So, like, it makes sense that he's got, like, an army of lizards that he can control. But, like, there's, like, iguanas and shit in the sewer. It's like, where are these people, where are these things coming from? Uh, at least it's not winter. I don't think I could take the conscience of knowing the lizard's already reprehensible. But if he killed an actual lizard, I'd be very sad. I guess we get to see the <laughs> we get to see the Daily Bugle for like two seconds. The paper. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Um, Peter, uh, we we see the lizard swimming the sewer, and Peter goes down to set up a camera and take lizard pictures for some of that sweet, sweet bugle cash. I don't think uh, I don't think it's for the bugle cash. I think it's just to have proof of yeah, uh, true the lizard. Win 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 win. Toby Peter, it would have been for Bugle Cash. Yeah, exactly. The Bugle, um, I will say, in the next movie, there are very... Peter works for the Bugle. They don't actually mention it, but he's on a computer and there's emails that he has from J. Jonah okay. Jameson where it's like, this sucks! Or whatever. They don't I'm, ever <laughs> mention the Daily Bugle or J. Jonah Jameson directly. It's just like, oh, okay. I'm, I'm so thankful for that because I would have hated to see anybody else play Jameson. I don't think they yeah. have then um, they knew they couldn't top it i do like the 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 visual of the him shooting all the webs down the different sewer pipes and like sitting in the middle mm-hmm. of it 
yeah, it's it's you know one of the very rare moments of this movie. It's like okay, cool Spider Man stuff. Yeah. Uh, Peter and the lizard have a a fight after Connor's doses down there again. Uh, Peter gets plenty of pictures. Uh, Goes underwater. That's cool. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm very cool. Uh, however, after the fight, Connors finds the camera and realizes Peter is Spider-Man like five minutes after Peter realized the lizard is Dr. Connors. <laughs> because the camera is labeled property of Peter Parker. Jesus Christ. Uh, this movie you know, if he was so using dumb. a Sony Walkman camera, he wouldn't know. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. There, I did, I did write down that there is one Sony Vio laptop in this movie. I don't mm-hmm. remember where it is. Yeah. I think it's later in the movie. They couldn't help themselves. But yes, I think it's so, so fucking weird. Because when you, not to, you know, just compare movies all day, but in the Raimi Spider-Man movies, you have Norman realizing Peter's identity, like, halfway into the movie. Peter doesn't know who the fuck the Green Goblin is till the end of the goddamn movie. Like, seconds before he dies, right? Yeah. Yeah, Peter, stop, it's me! Like, that, that was such an interesting dynamic to me, is that he's fighting this guy, he has no idea who the hell he is. And at the moment where he should have been weakest to be like, oh, no, it's Norman. I should I should go easy. He you know, we've we've all seen the movie. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Peter goes to see Gwen. Uh, he's he's slashed open pretty badly by by lizard claws. Uh, she she patches him up, which normally uh, that's kind of like the Mary Jane role is is to stitch him back up. And yeah, and, it's and it's it's, no, it's it, a good scene. It's a nice scene, yeah. It, it's one of the more human relationship scenes, I think. Gotta get some, gotta get some antiseptic on. Get some hydrogen peroxide on yeah, those claws. For sure. Those um, must have been. Pr- those must have been only skin deep because those look yeah. pretty rough. They, they, it looks more like road rash than it because they're wide and they're not very deep. They don't look like slash marks or gouge marks. It looks like he got like three little sandpaper claws dragged across him. It's weird. Uh, Peter claims he has to, you know, stop the lizard. Uh, because he kind of caused this. He, he admits, you know, giving that equation made this happen. This is his responsibility. Oh, oh my God. Peter's actually Spider-Man now. Wow. I'm going to stop. I'm not going to stop beating up thugs just yet. I'm going to beat up this thug. This science I'm going to beat thug. up this guy now. It's like this Peter is evil. We get a great uh, talking to himself crazy time monologue down in the sewer from the lizard about how he wants to make everyone lizards. It, it's it's. It's not quite Palpatine levels of I love being evil, but it's like uh, <laughs> it's it's an interesting take on the character, which I think I it is probably the dumbest plan any villain in these movies has. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lizardify the world. I will say uh, I don't want to spoil too much of how bad the Amazing Spider-Man 2 is, but they do make fun of the fact that his plan is to turn the city into lizards. Nobody go to New York anymore. All the New Yorkers became lizards last week. Yeah, and, 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 and that giant cannon that they show uh, in the Oscorp scene in like a glass in a glass container for some reason. Uh, what a movie. What that a movie. that says it's only going to disperse over like a Manhattan. So it's right. like I guess like Queens and Brooklyn and and the Bronx they they're not going to be lizard people. No, it'll be fine. Just don't drink uh, any water for a while. <laughs> uh, so Peter at school the next day. We get a great scene of the lizard crawling out of like the toilet area, um, it, <laughs> looking for Peter specifically. Peter being attacked uh, at school is a cool idea. I gotta say, 
I would be so happy if a giant lizard man burst out of the toilet when I was like 16, 17 in high school. That would you know? be dope as like, fuck. Fucking, yeah, it's dangerous, but like, hey, half day. See you later. <laughs> half day. See you uh, later. Peter suits up super quick and they fight all over school. We get a lot of different environments, a lot of, a lot of different set pieces and a, a fun Stanley cameo. Uh, yeah, I, I like this one. Uh, it, it's it's quick. It doesn't it doesn't uh, outstay its welcome. It's not overly sappy or, or trying to be too much. It's just a fun little haha. I get it. And then it's over as soon as that, that feeling passes. Um, there's more gratuitous Stanley cameos that you could, you know, hurt for. Yes. Uh, Peter follows the lizard down into the sewer after an extended, you know, fight sequence. Uh, he gives Gwen a call and uh, or rather Gwen calls him. And asks uh, her to get to Oscorp to make an anti-lizard serum. <laughs> Which, when I say the plot points of this movie out loud, I can barely, barely contain myself from laughing. When <laughs> <sighs> I need you to go make an anti-lizard antidote. So, when that antidote gets dispersed, is it going to kill all the regular lizards of New York that apparently exist? It's going to just turn them into a primordial sludge. <laughs> He's going to create more villains that loved lizards, and now all the lizards are dead. Oh, hey, that, was, that was Gwen's fault. Gwen made it. Yeah, true. Blame her. Um, he uh, discovers uh, Connor's underground lizard lab and his like his videos. Not his unboxing videos, but his... Uh, his I think this is fucking, where the Sony laptop is. Yeah, you know, I think it is. It. He's recording himself in his, in his fucking crazy man speeches. Yeah, by this um, point, I, I watched this movie on Monday. Uh, we're recording mm-hmm. this on Thursday, like we usually do. But I watched this movie on Monday, and it was—I guess—I I don't know if it was just because I watched it kind of later at night. Uh, but by this point, I was just completely checked out. I oh just, no, I—I like, I, I very much anymore. I very much empathize with that. I had a very busy day yesterday. I worked nine to four, and then I had to go to my grandpa's farm for three hours. I got home at eight o'clock, started the movie at nine, and it wasn't over till nine thirty or eleven thirty. So yeah, I, I, I started—I started mine maybe like ten ish. So. I was, I was also very much at this point like, man, I wish I was drinking, but I'm just like, I, I powered through. I powered through. Um, so the NYPD uh, shoot the absolute shit out of the lizard. They get him cornered at, at one point and uh, it doesn't do much. Uh, we, we get a fun little fake out scene, but he he heals and then plies them all with lizard gas. Yeah, they all turn it. They like lizard tongues. He comically pops the top and like sprays it around. Like it's like yeah, hey, hey, lizards now. Nah, I don't know. I'm doing a Green Goblin voice. And they all start like lizardifying some CGI. It's We're about to lizardify right. you. I gotta say, I find the CGI in this movie worse than the worst parts of three. It um, looks it looks fine. Yeah, fine. Yes, but like. There's not as many real people faces as there are in three, so yeah. I, you, you it's, not as egre- it's not as egregious. You get a lot of that thing where your brain can tell you're looking at something fake, but your eyes are like, uh, I don't know, I'm seeing it. So, um, the lizard wreaks some more havoc. Uh, he's he's clearly heading for Oscorp, which I think the newscasters in this movie say like twelve times. He's he's heading for Oscorp. Yeah, the, the uh, fucking the fucking newscaster, as uh, is Spider Man. It's oh, like clearly it is not human and it is very very strong. It's like remember what the that? fuck is this dialogue? And it's like it's like Connors was embarrassed by that line because then he immediately breaks a window and goes into it. Yeah, I, I do. I do like talking about me if he's going to say stuff like that. I do like the first person. I didn't mention this earlier, but there yeah. are bits of like first person swinging. I think that's cool. Fucking 
hardcore Henry style stuff. Yeah, but it's it's barely it's barely in the movie. It's it's I think it happens twice, maybe three times, and all three of them are good. Yeah, I I have no complaint about that. There should be more of that. It's I like it. It's fun. Um, Spider Man is downed by an electric tranquilizer dart. <laughs> Spider Man gets shot by the most expensive bullet in the world. Yeah, they miss him about 40, 50 times, but then they 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 get him once in the chest. Was it was it Stacy that got him too? Or I don't know. We're uh we're in, we're <laughs> we're not gonna give the taxpayer money of new york to like homeless shelters but we are yeah. going to give it so that the cops can have electric bullets 9-11 changed everything <laughs> <laughs> they carry around fucking stormtrooper guns now just in case they have to shoot it they have to like tranquilize a plane or something i don't hey, know you never know um he uh he gets downed and unmasked and we get a a, a decent little action sequence uh, yeah, like he's like trying to hide he keeps style. his head down he tries to hide his face yeah, he takes out like fucking a dozen riot gear troops before Stacy has like a gun to his head. Uh, he reveals himself and he he pleads to be released so he can go rescue Gwen. Uh, Stacy kind of he takes it really well, I think, for the portrayal <laughs> of this character. He takes it surprisingly well and lets him go and gives the order to cease fire like a second too late. And, and then he just better gets shot in the leg. Yeah, he gets. Is he is he shot or is he grazed? I've always interpreted it as a bad graze. I don't um, know. I don't really care. E- either way, either way, Peter is limping for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Um. You know, just you have to have that happen. Got to have a plot device. Can't have him be full power, Peter. <laughs> um. So with that, uh, he you know he he's on the move again, uh, and now both of his, the members of the Stacy family that he knows know his identity. Um, the lizard enters the building and, uh, Gwen hides, uh, Laurie Strode style. Yeah, with the, with the, with the cannon thing that'll launch the (laughs) lizard gas over the city. And, uh, he, uh, the lizard sniffs her out successfully. She attempts to, like, blowtorch him in the face, but he... I I love that he's, like, completely unfazed by the fire. He's like, ah, just grab the cannon and leave. And he doesn't, like, like, kill her. He just doesn't care. He doesn't kill her, hurt her, threaten her, use her as collateral. He just fucking leaves. Uh, That's fucking awesome. I love that. It it is. It's... It's It's just like, ah, I don't care. Norman Osborn, he would have taken her and taunted Spider-Man with her, but the lizard is... I don't give a shit about a blonde bimbo. I want science. I want my science cannon. <laughs> a citywide evacuation is called. Um, they, 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 you gotta get out of here. You're gonna turn into a lizard. They can't pay taxes if you're a lizard. Yeah, just, just for Manhattan. Not for the rest of the city. So seeing that, um, you know, we got injured Spider-Man and he's got to get up the Oscorp building. We, we get some more of that, like Spider-Man three style, like, Spider-Man is not doing well, kind of like newscasting. Uh, the the father of the boy that uh, Peter rescued calls in a favor, and we get the crane sequence. Um, I like this part. I do. Uh, I, I I'm I I'm kind of ambivalent on it. Peter doesn't really need the cranes. No, he doesn't. It just makes it just makes for good film, I guess. Um, it's yeah. it's a little reminiscent of the you mess with one of us, you mess yeah, with I, all of us. I wrote that in my notes. They, he doesn't need the cranes. He just has it so we can recreate that that you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us scene. It's just like eh. It's that same vibe without being too on the nose. Like oh hey unity. Hey. Yeah, uh, I like it. it. Just I it think, just I feels kind of unnecessary. Yeah, but I think it's fun. There's a difference between unnecessary fun and unnecessary god please kill me. Yeah. 
Uh, I was just so I was just so emotionally checked out at this point. Oh, sure. I was like, I don't Absolutely. care about the so, fucking uh, crane shit. <laughs> swinging over the cranes and with the cranes, Peter ascends the Oscorp building and uh, confronts the lizard. Meanwhile, Gwen and Captain Stacy discuss their plan, and uh, Captain Stacy refers to Peter as a man of many masks. So there's a fun little few minutes uh, where they both know together. Right, right in front of this other cop. <laughs> Yeah, what the fuck? What if Gwen like didn't know? By the way, <laughs> what if he was? What if, what, if, uh, what if he was being Toby about it and wouldn't tell her? And she's like, "What the fuck do you mean by? Oh, is he Spider Man? Oh, oh!" And then the other cop's like, "Wait, uh, he's Spider Man? Who's Spider Man? That that skinny kid your daughter's dating? That skinny lanky <laughs> kid who looks like he's uh in a, in a Twilight book? You talking about Peter Parker over here? <laughs> now, hey, I know Peter." Said, God, it's it, it, it. Yeah, everyone knows it's gonna be the Raimi movies all over again. Everybody knows. <laughs> uh, the lizard does get Peter in his grasp, uh, but Captain Stacy shows up and fires on a tube of like cryo stuff, maybe liquid nitrogen. I'm not sure that Peter like starts blasting the lizard with, uh, causing him to like freeze and break repeatedly. They shoot his hand off a whole lot, which you know. Kind of feels like insult to injury to shoot the man's hand off like three, four times, even though it does grow right back. It's it's kind of fucked, but whatever. Yeah, Dennis Leary gets the best, gets probably my favorite line in the movie, where where the lizard is like holding Peter, like breaks his web shooters, and he's like, oh, "Poor Peter Parker, blah 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 blah, you're all alone." And then, and then Captain Stacy shows up, and he cocks his shotgun, and he's like, "He's not alone." Uh, it's me with my patented pump action shot. Oh my god, dude's rock. It, it, it it's like straight up some like doom shit. He's just blasting on him. It's awesome. But uh unfortunately, Captain Stacy does meet his end. He he gets impaled by lizard claws. Uh shows you how good Kevlar is. Uh <laughs> it's not ra- it's, it's not rated for lizards. It's rated for bullets. Uh Peter swaps the serums out just in time. Uh, like good old movie trope. We got one second left on the clock. Uh, maybe if he hadn't gotten tranquilized, whatever. But no. it's all good. Uh, he fires off his anti-lizard antidote bomb, which again, every time I start talking about the plot of this movie, I just I start shaking my head because I have to hear these words come out of my mouth. Um, the serum immediately affects Connors, who tumbles down a little bit. Uh, Peter also gets, you know, knocked aside when a giant crane with satellite dishes and shit on it falls. He just about falls off the building and admittedly, I think, would have been fine because he's Spider-Man and he probably could have swung or caught something. But, yeah, it's uh, like he, he like needs Dr. Connor's help to like climb up the, the side. But it's like he can climb up walls. He knows that, right? <laughs> yeah. Connor's like makes this big deal, like screaming like, ah, like, ah it's like I could climb walls. Are we are we both like? This guy's, they call him the wall crawler, like, all did the they, time. Did the like, screenwriters forget that he can do that? <laughs> well, he got shot in the leg, so. Uh, of course, <laughs> that would affect his hands. Uh, once the lizard saves him, uh, he, he kind of sheepishly is like, hey, I, I, you might want to check on the cop over there. I might have Oh, yeah, him. Peter totally <laughs> saw Dr. Connor's dick. Yeah, absolutely. He totally saw his dick. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's, there's no avoiding that. Um, but, you know, dudes rock. It's all good. Uh, so we get a nice little, uh, death scene. Captain Stacy's laying dying and tells Peter to, uh, go away, get out of here to avoid arrest and that he was wrong about him. W- was he though? 
Um, <laughs> and, he tells, and he tells him to to He's leave just, Gwen alone. Yeah, stay away from my daughter, please. R.I.P. Captain Stacy, the one dude in this movie who rocked. Yeah, he he, what a uh, specimen of a man. Never thought I'd say that about a pig. But he, yeah, he right. There, there's two valid cops: uh, Alex Murphy, also known as RoboCop, and uh, Captain Stacy. <laughs> RoboCop and Captain Stacy, the only two cops that rock. <laughs> Uh, the other lizard people around the city are cured as the blue snowflakes fall and land on their tongues, I guess. Um, Dr. Connors is arrested in a, in a shocking twist for a Spider-Man a movie. Spider-Man that, doesn't vi- fucking die. It, t- it took us... Or turn into sand and float off into the wind like a ronin or something. It took us four movies, but we have a villain who is captured and not murdered. Ironically, by the most bloodthirsty Peter Parker. I know, it's crazy. Uh, we do get our, our fun little scene where Peter comes home with the eggs. Uh, it, you know, as much emotion as we can draw out of one of these kind of things. Oh, he loves his Aunt May. I, Aunt May I totally guess. knows he's Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, where the fuck was he that whole time? <laughs> I feel like that's one of the best dynamics is when Aunt May does know that he's Spider-Man. It, I it, do, like, yeah, I do like you, when Aunt May knows that he's Spider-Man. Uh, that would have been fun for Rosemary Harris, I think, especially yeah. since she came around to liking him in the second. Because there's because there's a couple really great stories. Uh, I think it was maybe the J. Michael Straczynski run, mm-hmm. uh, where Aunt May found out that Peter was Spider Man, and there was a whole issue uh, just about Peter and Aunt May having a conversation. And it's it's really good. Great. I really like when May knows that Peter is Spider Man. It's really fun. As I've said before, I'm a big, big fan of the Ultimate Spider-Man run, and I want to say for the majority of that, May knows. Uh, at one point, they like adopt Gwen because her dad died. He, I think, he got killed by Venom in the in the Ultimate run. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't read a whole lot of Ultimate, so I have no clue. I highly recommend it. It's it's got a great, great, great version of Aunt May. She she fucking like calls J. Jonah Jameson and like, I heard, rips yeah, I've seen that. Phone at one point, it's great. I highly recommend Ultimate. Um. So yeah, uh, Peter, you know, he, he, he avoids uh, Gwen for a good while. He does not go to the funeral. Well, actually, he does go to the funeral, but he probably but he, wasn't he, invited he, to the funeral. He, he broods on top of the cathedral where, yeah. he, where they're having the funeral. Spider-Man goes to the funeral. Peter Parker does not go to the funeral. <laughs> Um, yeah, it, it looked like he was in a suit, but like yeah, he didn't he's go. Like, <laughs> he's just like crawling on top of the building. No umbrella. Like, oh, I'm so sad. No umbrella like, either. Why? Why? So Gwen comes around shortly, a few days later, I suppose, and uh, you know is is like, hey, what the fuck? He explains that they can't see each other anymore, very very poorly. He does that rep- repetition thing again. He goes, can't do this can't do this out loud he, <laughs> and he then, sounds like fucking rain man in this movie like oh my God, it's, it's yeah. bizarre. and then gwen is like he told you not to be with me yeah. right yeah <laughs> they, these stacy's they're they're a precocious they're a precocious family she walks away and she's like oh actually i understand all of it bye <laughs> <laughs> and then peter's like yeah because peter's fucking incompetent in this movie he he then listens to Uncle Ben's voicemail, and it's you know exactly what you think it is. You know, uh, I, for, I, I forgot you, Uncle Peter. Ben was in this movie. You're so great, <laughs> Peter. I love you. You're so cool. You're my hero. Wasn't this the phone call where he's like, "You didn't pick up your aunt, you stupid piece of shit. I hate you." Why is the voicemail like, Peter? You're just gonna be so great. I, I love. Think maybe you. he called. He called him while he was running to the bodega. 
don't... Uh, you know what? I guess my brain just kind of equated missed call with a voicemail by default. Yeah, that's I an think easy. That's right. an easy mistake to make, but that's the fault of the screenwriters. That's the fault of the screenwriters, not you. So, um, post post this, uh, we can't be together. Sigh. Scene. We get we get Peter back at school. Post all of this. Him and Flash are like begrudgingly now? friends now. Flash is wearing a Spider Man shirt. They make a joke about that's it. That's cool. I, um, I like it. I do like the moment. It feels very Peter in the moment where, you know, he, he's late and they talk about broken promises and he leans in Gwen's ear and says, but those are the best kind. That actually felt like a genuine Peter and Gwen moment. It felt more, that one moment was more than anything where they were actually romantically linked at any point in the movie. It's, um, a, it's, a, it's a good line, but it just, it just remind it just reminds me too much of Peter never learning his fucking lesson. Absolutely. Like he'll, he'll, absolutely he only agree. goes after it because Aunt May is like, you should go after this girl. Oh, she's pretty. No other context for anything. Yeah, I forgot, I forgot to mention, uh, there's a scene right before the school scene, uh, where Peter is like walking down the street and he sees a bunch of kids who like did a giant Spider-Man graffiti mural. And that's really cool. Yeah. I like that. And he's like, yeah, yeah. It's always nice to paint him as a local thing. I, I love, I love that friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. That's fantastic. even though this guy is not very friendly. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and then we get our, our cool Spidey ending. He 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 does some swinging. Uh, I want to say there's an Amer- I I want to say there's an American flag, but I don't remember. I was so I don't think there's an American flag. I was just that... happy that the movie was over. I wasn't. <laughs> Yeah, I like that shot a lot. As stupid as the suit is, I I like it. Um, it's fun. But that's that is the film. That is. Uh, is there a the... post credit sequence in this one? I don't. I didn't watch one. <laughs> I, I, saw I didn't the, watch. I saw the credits and I turned my TV the fuck off, buddy. Yeah, I, yeah, um, I, delete, I deleted the, my file, so I have no clue. Dear listener, please forgive me as I Google T A S M post credits. <laughs> this too. is what I'm you doing come, that right now. This is what you come to this uh, this podcast for is for me to watch 99 percent of a movie <laughs> and then forget about the end and Google it. Uh, yes, there is a scene where Kurt Connors is locked away in a prison cell. And a guy shows up and says, did you tell the boy? And Connor says, tell him what? And the figure says, the truth about his father. And that's about it. And then, he, and then Connors is like, no. And then the guy says, yeah. well, that's very good. So we'll let him be for now. And Connor's like, you need to leave him alone. But the man's gone. Yeah. Wow. Get you excited for the sequel. Mm. The truth about his father that we spent 90% of this movie talking about. Uh, <laughs> yes, that, that is The Amazing Spider-Man. I don't have a tremendous amount of trivia for this movie, mostly because um, when I, I I like to refer to myself as a fountain of useless trivia. Uh, I've spent a lot of my life, you know, combing trivia boards, watching documentaries, behind the scenes stuff. Nine times out of ten, I can put aside my like, ugh, I don't like this to like, you know, get to the meat and potatoes of behind the scenes stuff. There's only so much I could do here. I I actively find it hard to care about the things that went into making this movie, but I, I do have a decent amount here. I'd like to go ahead and start with my 
regular, um, you know, what could have been uh, with, with with this being a reboot, there was a lot of pressure and a lot of um, a lot of writing on the casting, because at this point, you know, we were one, two and three, an entire generation associated Kirsten Dunst and, and Tobey Maguire as their respective characters. It was it was it was and still is iconic, at, yeah. you know, as, as poor as some of it gets. Um, there's a lot writing on the casting. I have some alternate Spider-Men here that could have been for the Amazing Spider-Man. Some some considerations here. All some right. of them blow my fucking mind. First and foremost, Taylor Lautner. Hard pass. What dude the is, fuck? Dude is a hunk with a capital H. There is an absolutely no way. There is absolutely no way I would have uh, bought it. Yeah, this, th- th- this is why I, I made reference to it earlier, but it feels very Twilighty. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, Josh Hutcherson. I no. I buy it. I could I buy him as Peter Parker. Really? No. Are we are we just in terms of like face acting ability? What's what's the no here? I he just doesn't have the right vibe. I get that. I, I guess I, I'm th- saying I more. Think, I, I think too much of like Bridge to Terabithia, and when sure, I think of sure. the kid from Bridge to Terabithia, I do not see Peter Parker in that. That's fair. Now this is a fun one. I I, I went into this not knowing uh, the director connection to Five Hundred Days of Summer. Joseph Gordon-Levitt was considered for Spider-Man. Now keep in mind, he would have worked before you think. Oh, he would have been too old. Andrew Garfield was almost fucking thirty when they made this movie. Yeah, he so doesn't. I, he doesn't look. He doesn't look as middle-aged as Tobey Maguire does. For sure. Um, I, I would be a stretch to see him playing a high schooler. I think, but yeah, it would be a stretch. But Joseph Gordon-Levitt is a good actor, and I, I think, think he, he would, would be one of the best Peter Parkers ever. He would be a good Peter Parker, like just like. The same age group, as, especially like 2012, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, mm-hmm. like a good age group of like uh, PS4 Peter, like out of oh, out yeah. of col- oh, yeah. out of college, getting into adulthood. That's he'd be really good. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm with that. Robert Pattinson again. Same thing as Taylor Lautner. Too hunky. Robert Pat Robert Pattinson in 2012. No. Robert Pattinson today. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I, I I think he was still too old in 2012. Um, again, I feel like it, I, I feel like it had to be an older Peter. And yeah, again, he just feels more like a Bruce Wayne. Yeah, no, I I, I definitely agree with that. Um, the Batman is actually going to be the first Batman movie I think I've ever really given a shit about seeing. Um, I mean, if it comes out, movies are kind of a giant question mark right now. Um, uh, another they're doing, my, they're doing my favorite villain in that one. They're doing the Riddler. Yeah, with uh, Paul Dano. I Paul Dano I, Riddler. That's another great. There's a lot of great casting choices in that movie. I, I I've been told my entire life that I resemble Paul Dano, and I, I take that as one of the greatest compliments I think I've ever been given. Um, uh, uh still just a handful of Spider Men left here. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe was considered briefly for the role. No, uh, no, I, I, I'm with you there. He's he's a little no. too square, I think. Uh, <laughs> too square. He's got he's got he's got a, a nice strong jaw. He, he's he's bulked up, uh, you know, for roles and stuff. I just don't buy him as Spider Man or Peter Parker, to be honest. I'm, I, yeah. I have one here that I'm going to save for last because I really want to talk about that one. We'll get to this guy, uh, Alden Ehrenreich. Uh, briefly considered Han Solo. years and years and years before Hail Caesar, before Han Solo. Yeah, uh, I think I could buy him as Spider-Man. I don't see him in my head as Peter Parker. Maybe he would have made a good Harry Osborn. But... He could have made a good Harry Osborn. I can see an alternate universe where that might have worked. 
but not quite for me. But not quite. Not quite. Zach Efron. <laughs> just, just laughter for me. <laughs> Don't even. Like not a snowball oh. champion. No fucking way. Get that mental image. Oh my Please god. Please get that mental image. The literally Mr. High School Musical. They want to try to sell me as Peter Parker. Like Garfield is no, a Gregory. No, no, enough, no. But no way. Uh, Aaron Aaron Taylor Johnson. Honestly, he rides could've the worked. handsome line a little too hard for me, but I I buy it. I could have bought it. Yeah. Seeing see, seeing him in Kick Ass. Yeah. No, I, I I think he could be at least as good as Garfield. Decent actor. Yeah. Big, mid to decent fan. Drake Bell. <laughs> I know he did the voice for one of the cartoons, but, but uh, man. I'm sorry. What's his name now? I forgot. He he changed his last name. Oh like yeah, he changed his name and he and he makes like yeah he, he makes Spanish music now. Um, uh, I, I got I got two left here. Anton Yelchin. Yeah. Hell yes. Hell yes. I would have loved Anton Yelchin as Spider Man. I'm just gonna say it would have been awesome. Big agree. Big agree. He's got the right. He's got the right kind of face. He's got the right kind of physique. He's very. He, he reminds me of Tom Holland a little bit. Um. He would have worked. Yeah, absolutely would have. Uh, God, rest good your, God rest you, Anton Yelchin. Love you. Godspeed, King. And finally, the final possible Spider-Man I want to talk about with you. Mr. Michael Sarah. <laughs> I think that is the ideal for this movie. Uh, are you I, serious? I'm 100% serious. I love the idea of him... Imagine every conversation Peter had with Gwen in this movie, but now imagine George Michael Bluth saying it. Only if Mary Elizabeth Winstead gets to be Gwen Stacy or Mary Jane Watson. That takes me to my Gwen Stacy casting that could have been. Number one, I shit you not, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I fucking love Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and she would have been great. I'm very aware. Um, Birds of Prey was actually the last movie I saw in theaters before theaters went under. Last movie I saw was... Portrait of a Lady on Fire, so I got a good oh, one before I got I, out. But Birds of Prey, I I literally only went because I like Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I remember having that conversation with you. Can't believe that was a year ago, but Whew. yeah. Um, before that, I saw Rise of Skywalker, which is the second uh, last movie I saw in the theater. Lord, oh boy, my cat's excited. I hope that's. I hear your cool. cat. It's fine. Everybody meet Charlie. Um, it's fine. Other Gwens, uh, less Gwens here. They put a lot more effort into, you know, recasting Spider-Man. Uh, Amber Heard was considered. Yes. No. Colorful there. Uh, I, I don't even see her, even outside of the age factor. I just don't consider her to be a tremendously great actor in anything no. I've seen her in. I, I, I don't think she could have matched even a tenth of what Emma, Emma Stone brought to this role. Uh, Lindsay Lohan was considered for Gwen Stacy as well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like lots of these it. are jokes. I feel like lots of these are jokes. I, I would this never is Sony. joke about Spider-Man. This is Sony, <laughs> so I know they were genuinely thinking about it. Absolutely. Uh, Emma Roberts. Uh, if, if you had to get one of the Hollywood Emmas, I'm glad it was Stone, not Roberts. I, I wouldn't buy her as Gwen Stacy. She's... And I think she's like a like a crazy person in real life. She's like tried to like assault Evan Peters or something when they were dating. I've heard or, about that. Very, very. She might be a good person. I've heard. I, I don't know that she would make a, a a relatable or even like likable Gwen. She might be a good Mary Jane. 
maybe fuck i'd take Lindsay lohan as mary jane before <laughs> before Emma jesus Roberts. christ uh lily collins was almost gwen stacy in this movie uh i i think that might have been fine um, sure why not maybe maybe we could have gotten a phil collins score <laughs> we had to go boingo do the score let's have genesis do it now man fuck it yeah well, it'll, be, it'll be like tarzan peter uh, <laughs> phil collins will just start singing spider-man songs Oh my fucking god. It would have been so good. It would good. be dope as hell. Uh, Anna Kendrick, almost Gwen Stacy. I don't have any real strong feelings either way on that one. Sure, uh, why not? She's a good actress. I just don't know that I physically buy her as Gwen Stacy. Gwen has a pretty set look, I think, and I just don't see Anna Kendrick in that. It, it would read like Halloween costume to me. Again, maybe Mary Jane. Sure, why not? Final Gwen I have here, Hilary Duff. Again. No. Hundred, I, I buy it, hundred percent. Actually, I totally buy it. Imagine the world we got, where instead of Tobey Maguire and Bryce Dallas Howard, they give us Michael Sarah and Hillary Duff. <laughs> I would fucking love uh... that movie. That'd be great. Uh, very, very short list uh, as far as other characters go. Alternative lizards considered. Originally, they wanted Michael Fassbender, which I think you know, Reese Fons did a did a fine job with what he was given. I think Fastbender could have done a great job of like hamming it up, but also playing it straight. Um, yeah, absolutely. Christoph Waltz also considered. Oh, Christoph Waltz, the king. Yeah, absolutely. That would have been great. <laughs> I, it would have wasted him completely. Well, yeah, hearing him hearing him go on about turning people into lizards. I don't but... know what spider. I would. I love Christoph Waltz. He's one of my favorite actors. Oh, I would he's, want him... he's phenomenal. I would want him to be in a Spider-Man movie, but I don't yeah, know who he would yeah. play. Uh, maybe like an older Craven or something. Maybe. That'd be fun. So uh, let me just breeze through the rest of my trivia here. Uh, as you mentioned at the beginning of all of this, Gar- Andrew Garfield is a tremendous Spider-Man fan. Uh, I wanted to make note, he says that the very first time he tried on the suit, he burst into tears. And while that because is... The suit, because the suit was so ugly. <laughs> that's exactly the joke I was going to make. It is a sweet and emotional moment. I, too, would have burst into tears if they said, you finally get to be Spider-Man, and they showed me that suit. <laughs> oh, have you seen the concept art of the other kinds of suits they were going to make? No, I've seen the Raimi concept, but I have They look any. even worse. Really? Ugh. Sony, gotta love them. I'm sure you'll link me. I will. Um, so, uh... Dennis Leary, in real life, is, is good friends with Mr. Jeff Garland. Uh, if you don't know Jeff Garland, you probably know his voice as opposed to his face. Uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Arrested Development. The guy that sounds like this. Uh, he, they're good pals in real life, and when Dennis Leary was cast as Captain Stacy, uh, he had a phone call with Jeff Garland, and Garland said, oh, I knew you'd get the role. And Leary said, why? Because I'm such a good actor? And Garland said, no, because you look exactly like Captain Stacy. <laughs> and you know what? He does. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Uh, I'm going to post some of the uh, possible concept arts uh, for the Amazing Spider-Man suit on the Twitter. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. At Spidey Signals on Twitter, but I will post some of these right now in the text chat. Wow. Yeah, here's another one. Wow. I almost I almost don't hate that one. And here's the third one. Spider-Man Unlimited looking motherfucker. Oh my god. Oh wow. Yeah, check those out. Spidey Signals on Twitter. Tell us if you love them. Oh my god. You won't. (laughs) You won't. Uh, During breaks on filming, uh, Andrew Garfield wearing the Spider-Man suit would play basketball with local New York children, which... Fuck yeah, dude's rock. Super heartwarming. 
as you uh, as you mentioned earlier, uh, Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield began dating during the production of this movie, which I find like super weird considering the trajectory that Gwen's character takes in the next movie. <laughs> that I do know. Um, yeah. There's a fun. I, I I said I wanted to mention this later. There's a fun inversal of the uh, uh, the Stacy family dynamic here in the comics. Uh, Captain Stacy is not so anti Spider Man. In fact, he's he's uh, one of Spider Man's more like not quite like a, a Commissioner Gordon type figure or anything. But like Captain Stacy kind of gets Spider Man. He's not really that against him. Uh, he also knows Peter's identity. Uh, he reveals this on his deathbed uh, that he always knew Peter was Spider Man. In yeah. the comics, uh, and, and you know, Gwen likes him in the movie. It's a total inversal there. Gwen has a pretty blatant dislike for most of her life uh, against Spider-Man. And she pretty much considers him like the reason her dad died, which, you know, you know fair, fair. But it's it's a fun twist on it to have them completely swapped in this movie and have Gwen, you know, be in love with him, in love with Peter and Spider-Man and have Stacy fucking hate pretty much fucking hate both of them really he, his first two interactions with peter in this movie at dinner and at the station he just he, he cannot stand this guy yeah. uh and lastly just a couple others here uh the driver of the vehicle on the bridge transporting dr uh oscorp the driver of that vehicle is the actor that played the carjacker in spider-man one his I forget his name. I think it's like it's literally like Michael Papa John or something. His last yeah. name is straight up P A P A J O H N Papa John. But yeah, the, that guy cool. that Tobey Maguire killed. He's he's the only actor to cross besides Stan Lee to be in both the Raimi trilogy and the duology here, which is a fun fact, I guess. Maybe he stole that limo. Who knows? Uh. And as we mentioned uh, earlier, this is the first, uh, no, not the only, but the first movie where the villain is apprehended and imprisoned and not straight up murdered or just disappeared at the end. Um, I, I like to think that trend is going to continue for the most part with the MCU, but we're kind of one and one for now as far as those kind of villains go. I do not think Mysterio is dead. <laughs> I, 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 I think that's a fun theory. And I think we'll probably talk about that for a solid half hour when we get to that episode. Knowing, knowing Mysterio, that motherfucker is still alive. Absolutely not. And that ends uh, this week's segment uh, uh, edition of Alex's super fun happy trivia hour time. All right. <laughs> Interesting new name. Uh, let's go into the ratings and the rankings. Uh, I guess I will start first. Please do. Uh, this movie sucks. Uh, it tries to be the darker and edgier version of the Raimi trilogy, both in tone and in color grading. Uh, but it just ends up as like a completely hackneyed mess with like absolutely no soul. The dialogue mm -hmm. is trite. The performances are stilted and odd. The editing is a garbage fire. Characterization and themes are completely fucked. And it's so focused on being hip and cool that it loses sight of what makes this character good in the first place. Uh, this is a one and a half star movie. Mm. Uh, I had it at, at two stars, but just this most recent rewatch, I was like, yeah, I'm taking half a star off. Uh, so for my ranking, it is Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2, big drop in quality, Spider-Man 3, even larger drop in quality. The Amazing Spider. That seems very fair, very balanced. I try. 
for me, I I feel a little more slightly positive about the, the the better aspects of this movie, kind of in relation to what you said. If you had asked me, God, eight years ago at the movie theater, I probably would have said 2.5. Today, I'm pretty comfortable on a two, a two out of five on this one for, 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 for pretty much all the reasons you said. I just feel... I was groaning throughout the whole thing. I, I I can't tell you how many times I must have said, God, I hate this movie while I was watching it. I say I would pause the movie and just put my head, just put my head in my hands and think about what led us to this point. There are a few shining moments, I think, that do that do shine through and and not fully redeem it or anything, but make it at least not the worst experience you'll ever go through in your life. No. That's next week. One of the only things preventing me from straight up going, eh, you know what? No, 1.5 is the fact that I know we're going to go lower next week. <laughs> so oh, I, I, or, I, would say, yeah. I would say it's a solid 2 out of 5 for me. Um, with that said, that makes my ranking 2, followed by 3, or sorry, sorry, 2 followed by 1, uh, then 3, and then at the very bottom, The Amazing Spider. For now. <sighs> yeah. This movie is not good. Uh, it's amazing. It's it's amazing. Amazing doesn't necessarily mean good. It amazed me <laughs> at how bad it was. Uh, but before I give our little my little outro spiel, uh, I want to say that next week is a big one. It's a very bad movie, so I'm gonna have to call in the big guns. We're bringing in our first guest on the show. Uh, I've known him for a while. He is an actor and a video editor, producer man. Uh, his name is Matt, but on the internet, everybody just calls him Sperm Phoenix. Uh, so that's going to be really fun. Absolutely, I'm interested to see how we'll do. Uh, how we'll how we'll switch up the segments. It's, it sounds like a good time. We're going to have a third a third person to bounce off of. Absolutely, uh, get ready. So, get ready. Yeah. That's our show. Thank you so much for listening. If you've got a question or a comment that you want us to read on next week's episode, be sure to send it to us at our email address, spideysignalspodcast at gmail.com, or shoot us a DM on our Twitter, at SpideySignals. Next week, we're going to cover The Amazing Spider-Man 2 with special guest Sperm Phoenix. So until then, stay responsible. Bye. Love you. Spider-Man, friendly 